Hello, good evening, and welcome to another edition of Cantina Mekis Podcast, edition 131. Wow, that's that's a lot of shows we've done. Uh, glad to have you with us. We are live on YouTube right now, and of course you can listen to this and our previous editions of our podcast downloaded from the Pod Center on iTunes and as well as on Google Play. My name is John Jagu. Glad to have you with us this evening. Uh, do have another another full show as we always do. Seems like it, it's like the greatest novella in the world. We have just, just all this never-ending material uh, that is provided to us by not just Liga Mekis, but by the world of soccer. And as as many of you know, there have been plenty of things that have happened over the past twenty-four to forty-eight hours to to certainly give us a, a two to three-hour uh, window of uh, of opportunity to talk about that, which is exactly what we're going to do tonight. But we do have a special guest with us that has uh, joined us right from the start here at the. It's like he's walking into happy hour here at the Katina Mekis podcast. So uh, let's uh, let's let, let's go ahead and uh, and get right to that. I do have an intro. So here we go. Let's see. Let me lay on you a great entertainment, a great entity, a great humanitarian, a great humanitarian, and my dear friend for twenty five years. Dear, <laughs> twenty years. We have with us this evening a gentleman who uh, freelances with uh, ESPN Deportes, ESPNFC.com. Uh, he's also a correspondent for Marca here in the U.S. and uh, also uh, works for Concacaf.com. Uh, we're very happy to join us. He lives, I got I to think, about 10 to 15 miles away from me. I'm in Lakeway. He's in Cedar Park. We are talking to Arch Bell tonight. Arch, how are you, sir? I'm great, guys. Thank you so much for having me into the, the cantina. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Well, it's a pleasure to have you with us, Arch. Now, Arch, we brought you on uh, uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, the, the, the first reason, of course, is that uh, as we are continuing our series of previewing uh, World Cup groups, we're up to up to Group B, and uh, we're, we, we thought a couple couple weeks ago we should pick the most interested team in each group, and, and, and Spain seems to be the most interesting. They were World Cup champions eight years ago. Four years ago, they uh, they crashed out spectacularly. Uh, out of uh, out of Brazil, uh, 2014. I guess not spectacular if you're a, a, a fan of of Spain, but uh, uh, certainly uh, just a complete 180 from what they had in the previous tournament. And so now they're. Well, I was watching a show last night on HBO. They said this is a new generation. You know, this is a new opportunity for them. Uh, they have a, you know, everything in front of them. So we'll get into that, but we'll also talk a little Conca Champions because I know that with Arch uh, writing for Conca.com, I know he was watching the uh, the semifinals as we were uh, on Tuesday night uh, between. Uh, Club America in Toronto and New York Red Bulls and and Chivas. Uh, but let's go ahead and, and and talk about that first, if that's okay with you, Arch. Uh, we'll uh, jump a little, do a little Concacaf talk. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, the you, you as part of your introduction, you've got a, a little part there from Monty Python and the Quest for the Holy Grail, and and you could say the Concacaf Champions League is the Holy Grail for for MLS, and um, and uh, it's it's. It's pretty close. Toronto FC is pretty close. Well, Toronto FC, uh, you know, for folks who say, well, they haven't beaten anybody. Well, well, as a matter of fact, they have beat. They've beaten, you know, the historically the biggest team in North America in soccer, which is Blue America. Mm-hmm. The team that over the past four or five years has been the most dominant team in North American soccer, uh, aside from winning this tournament. Talking about Tigres. So uh, for, for Toronto FC uh, to do this, you know, they're going to have to. Arch, you know, it, 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 it's it's it. Now they're going up against they're going up against tradition. They're going up against. Guadalajara. And it's going to be very, very. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be easy for Toronto FC, but it's going to be another very difficult match. And and if they're able to 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 cross this hurdle again, I mean, they would certainly have to be considered as as one of the uh, 
you know, one of one of the, the the better stories of that that this tournament has had, or the best story that this tournament has had since uh, it became, uh, uh, I guess, uh, uh, in the version that we know it today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a, I mean, that's a, that's like a true murderer's row. I mean, it's the the, the side of a, in years past, the side of a league MX team on the other side of the field for an MLS team is just ended up with you know soiled britches, right? So. Um, yeah, the the fact that you know Toronto did beat Tigres and they did beat Cuba America and and you know more so that the second leg was in Mexico and and that you know they they survived those two legs and you know the other night against Cuba America I mean they they executed their game plan so well you know they got a little bit of lucky I mean America I know like had plenty of chances Alex Bono was you know standing on his head he was excellent. Um, so, you know, if not for a couple of great saves, you know, maybe it's, it's a lot more nervy for Toronto at the end, but, uh, they've kind of developed this nice little formula in these, in these CONCACAF Champions League games where, you know, win at home and then, you know, stay composed and get the result on the road. And there's no reason why they can't do that against Chivas. I think the, the, really the key is, is for them is, is going to be to, to win at home in that first leg. And I think if they can do that, they can get the result that they need in the second leg. No, well, the one thing I noticed about uh, excuse me, let me turn myself up here. The one thing I noticed about about Toronto and in, in in both of these ties, not just against uh, America, but against Tigres. I mean, it wasn't as much as they were surviving. I mean, it, it was as much as they, you know, they were the ones that that that, that threw the first punch and it landed really hard. Mm-hmm. And, and neither Tigres nor America uh, could could survive. I know that Tigres kind of had a late run there and there again, but I mean, they still had to. You know, there were there were. They had many more goals that they had to score, and then with with with, with Toronto doing it to America in the, in the 11th minute, you know, just you know, just uh, just a, a complete dagger to the heart. I mean, it was like uh, it's like that scene in Indiana Jones. I'm sorry, Raiders of the Lost Ark, where the where the guy's swinging the sword and Harrison Ford just takes out his gun and shoots him. Pow! You know, this is this <laughs> this is not how people think this is going to go. And that was and then and both teams were uh essentially moribund after that and, and for Cuba America to be as flat as they were i mean and, yeah. and and with a very decent crowd i mean that was more than i expected to be honest. i mean it was it was practically full the the estadio azteca so they had they had no excuse and but 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 toronto like you said they did what they had to do and 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 they got the result and uh and, and i'll bring in Joel Aceves who joins us here in a second but i have to say arch that i mean i i i cannot see any way how toronto is not considered the favorite uh, against Chivas, I mean, Chivas is a team that's in the in 15th place in their in their local league. They've been terrible all year, mm-hmm. and have not been have not been a good team. They, I mean, you want to talk about like like white knuckling and surviving a match, which is what they did against uh, mm-hmm. against Red Bulls. So, I mean, am, am I crazy to, to say that, uh, that that Toronto is is, is the favorite? No, I, I think so. I think you're right. I think I think Toronto's the favorite, but I certainly see a path to victory for for Chivas. Uh, um, you know, just the way Chivas defend, they they defend really well. You know, using that almost like like a man to man defense. I mean, they're just they're 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 so aggressive. And you know, there's the X factor in that. You know, Mateus Almeida is really good in finals, and he's going to be ready. He's going to have his team ready. And you know, I think this is going to be a really low scoring final. Um, and I think it's going to take every bit of see to to win this. I think it's 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 going to be extremely difficult for them. Um, and Chivas is going to fight tooth and nail. And, you know, if Chivas win, it's going to be 
like a maybe even like a one nil on aggregate or even you know something really low or you know who knows maybe even goes to penalties you know after two zero zeros that it, that's entirely possible so um the way i see it i think i think you must know that their bread and butter is going to be their 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 hard physical play their their defense and um they're gonna they're gonna try to do that to toronto that's what i think sure sure now i bring in Juan Aceves who joins us from uh well, I'll just—I'm not sure exactly where. So I'll just—I'll just say Southern Southern California. Where, where are you joining us from tonight, Joel? Irvine. From Irvine, from Irvine, California. Joel Aceves joins us from Irvine, California. Now, Joel, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that you, uh, in fact, in our first show of the new year, after we took our Christmas break, and I, I, you know what I should have done, Joel, is that I should have gone back and 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 played then played the recording <laughs> where you oh, said where you said <laughs> that, uh, that that Chivas was going to make the final of this tournament. And, and- Miss Miss Liga MX Liguilla, but make the final of. Right, I'm sorry, I, I, I forgot. I forgot about the second part, and <laughs> and, and 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 you were dead on. And uh, now, as a Chivas fan, uh, well, I guess I should ask you because uh, I know you're you're a little different. But but would most Chivas fans do they can they can a Chivas fan appreciate the survive and advance uh, technique that that, that, that Chivas uh, showed in the series, or or does does it have to be the three Gs every time they play? And if they don't do it, then they're Trash. No, no, they'll appreciate it, uh, especially for international title. Team is starving in that, in that department. Okay, so we're, so as a Chivas fan, were you were you white knuckling uh, that game when you were watching it? Were you were you grabbing on the couch? You know what? I I missed it, John. I, <laughs> I missed the match. Well, were you were you white knuckling, reading up, reading it up on Twitter <laughs> as, as you were getting the Twitter updates? I missed those too. I only oh, saw. No. Oh no! Oh yeah. no! I was only reading the criticism afterwards, you know, some of the, it seemed divided, the Mexican media, uh, one half, you know, talking bad about America and the other half. They were giving a bit of credit for, uh, you know, Almeida, this is the seventh final with the team. Sure. So, I mean, that's. That's something. No, but for the fans, it's good, uh, given how bad the season has been, you know, and just how the team hasn't looked too good. So to be in the final, it's it's something. Now, you know, this reminds me, Juan, and I'll ask Arch the same thing, that uh, <clears throat> when Chivas played the, the final against Tigres, no one gave them a, a chance of, the, you know, it was, you know, all they were going to do at the end of that was watch, uh, you know, Gignac lift lift the trophy and become the greatest player in Liga MX history, mm-hmm. and 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 just like what uh, uh, what we've seen Toronto do, I mean, when they had their chances in the first leg against, and it was in uh, in Monterrey, they took their chance. They were up two zero very quickly, boom boom, and they set the pace for the. Uh, for the for the entire time, do you, do you think Chivas has that opportunity, Joel? Is is the pressure off Chivas for this? I mean, they've made the final, so no, now can they I, I can they just play you, it? No, you know what? I I was waiting to say it, and then you you said it before me. Uh, I do think Toronto's the favorite. They they've been more consistent, and they have a player like Giovinco, who you know, really good goal scorer. Chivas just doesn't have that that type of player. It's, it's supposed to be. Um, Pulido, but he just scores every what six games. Um, I think you're being generous with that. Uh, with that stuff. <laughs> yeah, he forgot about scoring. Um, 
So yeah, no. The pressure is always going to be there for Chivas, regardless. I, I think uh, it's it's a must-win game for Almeida as well, because he's looked really bad. Okay, Arch. Uh, if we, if Toronto's the favorite, and you know, as Cole says, you know, just because of, of Chivas who are there, does that give them an advantage then? Um, I don't know, an added advantage knowing that, that that they could play into the uh, in, in, into the, <laughs> the pressure that, that that Chivas is facing here. Yeah, I, I mean, I think um, I think Toronto is just very comfortable with who they are. I think they're just the, their composed manner. So even if they are labeled as the favorites, I, I think they're totally fine with that. Um, and I mean, they know it's it's going to be hard. Greg Vanny's not done, um, and they're not going to get too ahead of themselves. They're not going to be like, well, we knocked off Tigres, we knocked off America. I mean, they know. I mean, there's there's so much history there that is so bad for MLS that, you know, for them to get ahead of themselves and and start booking their trip to the Club World Cup final would be such an egregious mistake. So I think that Chivas, or I mean, I think that Toronto is, um, I think they know what they need to do. I think they, 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 you know, they've got a plan and, you know, as opposed to the other, the previous MLS finalists, Rail Salt Lake and Montreal, in, Montreal Impact, it, this is just, it's a better team. It's a deeper team. I mean, when Josie Altador went out, what, in the sixth minute, I was thinking to myself, like, oh, man, you know, this is not good. Now they're just going to bunker in. Tosang Ricketts came in, and, and he assisted on the goal. So there's depth there, and there's and there's a good team there that I think, you know, they, they know what they're doing, and I think they can – they they can handle their business. You know, I found it very interesting that, that a guy who's, whose last name was Osorio was the one who, yeah, uh, yeah, who yeah. essentially, you know, got the, got the, got the, got the tie killer there in the, with the goal in the 11th minute. And, and don't think that that, uh, that that tiny little bit of karma wasn't, uh, wasn't uh, lost on me. Now, Bio Herrera, I think up until this point had been, you know, after his, uh, you know, the last time he blew up, uh, in, in Philadelphia had been really an, an exemplary coach. I mean, he'd done everything, everything he could, not just with, with America, but with Tigres to, to make them as good as they've been. They've been, they've kind of fallen off a little for, for Club America, but then he goes and, and, and runs his mouth before and after the game in Toronto. And, and it just seemed like it, it, it never gave, uh, he just, he just totally took the wind out of his team's sails by doing that. And, and he was never able to, to light the fire in them. Again, and they were they were very flat. They did not play well, and I know a lot of America fans were uh, not particularly happy with uh, with those the results. And uh, Mr. Vanny, as you were, as you pointed out, Arch uh, has been has been outstanding. And mm-hmm. is this the guy then? If they win this tournament, is this the guy that uh, that the U.S. pegs to? To head the national team, he has to be looked at. He absolutely has to be looked well, at. Well, he has to be the favorite. I mean, what, what, what did you think? Well, I don't know if he's going to be considered the favorite. I know, you know, there's you know, guys like Tab Ramos, Peter Vermees. I mean, there are other guys who are in the mix. But my gosh, just the way Greg Vanny has, you know, I, I just I, I really appreciated how seriously Toronto FC took this tournament and and just. You know his his demeanor and just you know his teams are so well prepared. I mean that's probably the biggest thing is seeing that you know there's 
His, his teams were ready for those. I mean, for obviously for all four games in the quarterfinals and semifinals, but specifically the two games in Mexico. I mean, they were ready. They were prepared. They knew what they wanted to do. They were organized. And I mean, that's, I, I think, I think that a, the U S could really use a coach like him. The question is, you know, would he, would he want the job? Does he want to leave the, the Toronto SC right. project? You know, could he, you know, maybe could he then take over the U.S. job after the Club World Cup? You know, something like that. You know, could they make an agreement to do that? Sure. Um, but he absolutely has to be in the mix. I think he just continues to impress. Well, here's the way I see the uh, the national teams going for both Mexico and the U.S. With the upcoming expansion of the World Cup to 48 teams, if if either of these teams ever ever uh, miss qualification, I mean, then, you know, they just need to end their program immediately. <laughs> Number yes. one. So, I mean, so – your team's going to make it. So, so wouldn't you rather have your coach that that is that is a proven tournament coach? You know, a, a coach that knows how to play well in tournaments. I mean, you know, the players are the players. You're going to get what you're going to get. I mean, the coach shouldn't be made responsible for you know the the the, the, the cultivation of, of of a national team player. I mean, he's basically a right. coach of an all-star team. Right. That needs to happen at the club level, of course. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, but you know, when you're nationally coach, I mean, you're basically an all-star team coach that that you get to see your guys mm-hmm. once every three months for about four days, and then and then you're supposed to every four years play this crazy pressure-packed tournament. Mm-hmm. So, wouldn't you want a guy that, that gives you the best chance to do well in that tournament, as opposed to a guy who's gonna? And I say this for both Mexico and the U.S. So, because I mean, they're both going to be making some change, there's going to be some. Hiring uh, that's going to be made after the World Cup, and it just seems like 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 both countries, knowing what they have as far as their their, their talent and skill level, you know, why not to try and get a coach that they that they, that can you know, hopefully you know help them do the best in a tournament, you know, whether it's Gold Cup or, or Copa America or or the World Cup or the Confed Cup or whatever. Yeah, I, I agree, and and you know, Vandy's certainly one of those guys, but you know, they can also look. Look beyond. I mean, you know, there's there's a contingent of U.S. fans that want you know some foreign based coach like a Bielsa, or you know they 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 want that coach, and and, and also you know Mexico fans. There are plenty of Mexico fans, right, who have who have, sure. who have uh, pleaded to bring in Bielsa. So, but Vanny, I think if you're looking at the the domestic coaches, the U.S. based coaches, he he for me is my leader in the clubhouse. Like I would I would put him in front of a Top Ramos, in front of in front of Peter Vermees. Um, you know, and, and and they should really look at a, a a bunch of guys. You know, one guy that I always really liked because he, he coaching in the NASL the previous two years was um, I loved Alessandro Nesta, what he did there at Miami, and his players absolutely loved playing for him. And, and you know, what a unique perspective he could bring. You know, I'm sure maybe it's not quite the time, but at least sit down and have the conversation. So. Um, you know, the U.S. at least, you know, if you can call the luxury of missing a World Cup, they have the luxury of of, of a lot of options and being able to, to take a look at a lot of guys. Now, Hoy, we've talked about this in the past. If you were hiring a national team coach, would you, would you hire a, a a player's coach that'll 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 keep the locker room, uh, you know, harmony somewhat decent, or are you an Nexus an Nexus nose guy, the guy that can build a you know, a four-year, you know, a, a, a four-year project where that's going to culminate with uh, with with them lifting the World Cup trophy.
we just joined Hoel, so we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll ask Hoel that uh, question a little bit later. Now, Arch, uh, we did bring you on because uh, since we're talking about the World Cup, mm-hmm. uh, you uh, are a correspondent from for for, for Marca, so mm-hmm. so your uh, your work is uh, it's obviously seen on the internet, but uh, it, it, it's for the uh, for for uh, an audience in Spain. And mm-hmm. I've seen you uh, I've seen you cover a whole bunch of uh, of events, not just soccer, but I've seen you down in San Antonio. Yeah, uh, when you. Uh, when uh, there are a couple of Spanish players come kind of, uh, come in uh, to the Spurs, how does by the way how are the Spurs? Did, did, did we make the playoffs? The Spurs or are we in? Do Spurs we are in as the seventh seed, and they will face the Golden State Warriors. And really, the season will end after Game Four. And about, about, about a week later. <laughs> <About> a week <laughs> later. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So, so how was it that that you had that? How how did your uh, love affair with with with, with Spain begin? Where, where did it start for you? Um, well, I was, I was fortunate enough, uh, when I was in college to, to spend two semesters in Madrid. And so really, you know, I got there and I'd always taken Spanish throughout, uh, growing up in Midland, taking Spanish throughout school and then, you know, away at high school and college. Um, but it really wasn't until Madrid that, you know, I got to, I got to learn more Spanish. So, um, and one of the things that really helped me learn the language was just was talking about sports. And of course, what do people in Spain like to talk about? They like to talk about football. So uh, immediately I was following, I was following it. I was reading, reading Marca every day. Uh, and any, you just stumble into any bar on any corner in Spain and, and you can talk about football or there's a game on. I was going to games, uh, Real Madrid, Atletico, Rio. I was, I was, and, you know, was having a lot of fun doing that. And, um, I mean, that's, it's pretty much, that was the genesis of, uh, of really getting into, to Spanish football. And, um, but it really, it wasn't until much later that, um, I got a chance to be involved with Marca. I was, um, in 2011, I was just doing a little bit of freelance stuff for ESPN and I was in Spain and I reached out to just a writer at Marca to see, um, if he could help me, if, if he could give me a couple quotes, a couple comments for a story I was doing. Um, I was interviewing Giuseppe Rossi when he was at Villarreal uh, for an ESPN story. And, and I met up with one of the guys from uh, Marca and ended up just hitting it off with him. And uh, about a year later, they said, hey, we were expanding out our Marca America section with the United States. You know, would you be interested? Uh, and I never I hadn't written that much in Spanish, but, I, you know, I just said, I think I can pull this off. So, um and ever since the like June of 2012, I've been I've been basically the U.S. correspondent for from Marca. So uh, um, so I do stuff. You know, I cover MLS and U.S. national team for Marca in Spanish, and then um, they had me do all the match reports for Real Madrid and Barcelona for their Marca and English page, and also the Spanish national team. So um, I watch a lot of La Liga, and then when the Spanish national team plays, I, I watch every single one of those games. Yeah. So. That's my uh, that's my kind of my background on Marca, but it, it is fun to be able to write for them. I enjoy it tremendously. Now, uh, you, there's Archbold, a serious professional correspondent who watches all the <laughs> right. Uh, who uh, who did the uh, who did the Sorting Hat pick for Archbold when he was uh, when he was studying in Madrid? What the what what team won your heart? Are you allowed are you, are you allowed to say that? Yeah, I, I think okay. it's fine. I, I really, even though I was living in Madrid, that was the year. That uh, the Brazilian Ronaldo was at Barcelona. He had that you know he had that one season at Barcelona, the 1996-97 season, and that's when right. I was there. And I just, um, I mean, just watching him, the the goals that he scored were just, I, I mean, to this day, I mean, they're really ones that you know you just you just never see. I mean, 
the the one against Copacela where he starts at midfield and he shakes like eight defenders and scores. I mean, these were these were incredible goals, and his his speed, his velocity were were unparalleled. So uh, I really just I fell in love with that that Bobby Robson coach Barcelona team, and so you know I would I would pull for them, but you know as the years goes on and 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 you become a journalist and you know you, you see you know. Barcelona, Madrid, you know, dominate La Liga every year or the Champions League every year. You kind of, after a while, you know, those that fandom kind of gets softened, and you just you just learn to appreciate uh, a really good story. But um, you know, I still I still get into it. You know, I still uh, like watching them play. Um, but yeah, it was really I really got into that Barcelona team back then. All right, and um, is it just me or was I guess what made Ronaldo so special back then was that he, you're right he was lightning fast but he had incredible control. Yeah, because usually guys that were that fast, you know, they just weren't very technically skilled. Well, yeah. he had he had everything. He was he was the complete package, and it was before all the knee injuries. And it, I, I think he was what like 20 years old at the time. And you know, he had this one game against Valencia in October of 1996 where he scored a hat trick, but it was the third goal that just really was just mind boggling. Where you know you didn't think he had any chance at a ball, and then he just he just split two Valencia defenders. I mean, just went right through them and, and got to the ball first and scored. And, and I mean, it was, it was absolutely stunning. It was like, this guy is, is amazing. And, and he, he just had just an incredible season. What's, what's so ironic is that Barcelona finished second in the league that year uh, to uh, Fabio Capello's first Madrid side, which, you know, they kind of just plotted all along and won like a bunch of games, one nil, but I mean, Barcelona shot themselves in the foot too much that season, but, yeah, Ronaldo. Ronaldo was so special that season, um, and I remember just being devastated that he that he that he somehow he ended up at Inter Milan. I didn't really understand it at the time. But, uh, yeah, these things happen. Yeah, well, yeah, you're absolutely right. What's crazy about that is that uh, you know he 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 does just as well for for Milan, you know, because you would think that uh, the Italy would be more defensive, but he was just cutting those guys down to pieces mm-hmm. back then too. And a lot of guys, well, not a lot of guys, but there are a few guys on our podcast that are, that are a little bit younger than, uh, uh, well, I said that you and I, cause I think you were, were kind of similar to the same age where, where Ronaldo is like their God because, you know, they were, you know, they were, they were kids or, mm-hmm. you know, you know, teenagers when that was happening. So like, he really, you know, had a lot more of an impression on, you know, mm-hmm. than that. it's like someone like me who, uh, you know, was, you know, had been jaded and, you know, by that point, so, <laughs> like like that guy for me is Earl Campbell. You know, it's you know that's uh, exactly yeah. And for me, like Maradona, Maradona you know, I was ten years old watching right. the '86 World Cup in Mexico, and like you know, it was you know, fell in love watching Maradona. Like, really fell in love with with soccer at, you know, at that time. Right. So. Well, let's talk a little. Let, let's talk Spain uh, in, sure. in, in the World Cup. So in, in 2010, well, 2006, they had a, a crackerjack team, but they, mm-hmm. they ran into a juggernaut, and there was nothing they could do. Right, they lose to France and uh, and cruelly in the round of sixteen. You know, you know teams that probably should have played much much later in the tournament, but that's yeah. Just, and Zidane, that's when you know, kind of like when that Zidane train really started yeah. rolling was that Spain game, and then exactly. you know, and they knocked off Brazil, and and everybody knows the rest. Yeah, the worst guy in the world for Spain to run into getting hot was yeah, was, exactly. was the, the only guy that could do it could beat them. It was it was him. Mm-hmm. And so, but then they win the Eurocopa in two thousand eight, where they uh, just you know have a just a terrific tournament, and then and they get the the goal against the Germans, and and then hang on. So they're 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 the European champions. They go to Spain, uh, South Africa. They win that World Cup after mm-hmm. losing to Switzerland. 
in the yeah. first in, in, in the first match. Yeah, lost the opener. And you know, you, you talk about that 2008 Euro Cup. Remember, they had to. I mean, by the skin of their teeth, they got past Italy in that quarterfinal in the shootout. And that's right. That, I think that's probably one of the most, if not the most important victory in, in Spanish national team history because that showed they kind of shed that quarterfinal jinx sure. and especially that Italy jinx. And when they did that, it was then they were like, okay, we can we can be champions. That's and, right. And, uh, and they really kind of you know they and then they they rolled to the Euro Cup and then parlayed that into to the World Cup in South Africa. So, so they win the World Cup, and, and, and I mean, they should have. I know that uh, Holland had some chances in that game, but I mean, they were the, uh, I guess, the two best teams of the tournament. But you know, Spain deservedly wins. Mm-hmm. They have a, a base of players that that I don't think we'll see again in fifty years on yeah. on any national team. I mean, that, that's how good these guys were. And I, yeah. you know, when I know that, uh, and, and Joel, Joel has been watching soccer for a long time, and you watch. I mean, we to have those guys. You know, play together for as long as they did, and to win—not just for Spain, but for Barcelona. Just, I mean, you know, how can Iniesta and Xavi not, you know, as great as Messi and and Eto and all those guys were? I mean, it was always Xavi and Iniesta. It was the same thing with the uh, the Spanish national team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, how on earth is is, is, is Spain going to? Re- I mean, you can't replace those guys, so you just have to. It's like you have to tear everything down. Mm-hmm. And just start all over again, and it looks like that's what's that, that's what Spain is is, is going to do for this World Cup. Yeah, and in you know midfield, there's still you know people are still asking questions about the midfield, but I really I really like how their midfield is shaping up coming into the tournament, and and it all starts with Isco. I mean, Isco, you know, I know he can be inconsistent at Real Madrid, and you know Real Madrid is such an interesting team, right? I mean, that's Ronaldo's team. And there's so many stars and there's so many great players, so many different playmakers. But it's like when Isco puts on that Spain jersey, he's, he really, he, he, he's kind of like a different player. It kind of becomes his team. He's like really leading the attack on that team. And he kind of knows that he's the guy. It almost kind of reminds me of uh, when he was at Malaga, you know, how, I mean, how good was he when he was, when he was at Malaga? He, he, he was the one that really led. Uh, Malaga to that uh, that Champions League quarterfinal um, until they lost to Dortmund. So um, I think the midfield for Spain is is shaping up nicely. I mean, you, you have Iniesta. Um, I think the big thing is getting Busquets healthy. You know, sure. Barcelona, you know, cruising to La Liga, so they can kind of, you know, if they can if they can have Busquets kind of rest more. Um, you know, take care of things in the Copa final next weekend and then, and then, you know, just get that guy some rest. But, you know, and shame on me for not mentioning him with uh, the Xavi and Yesta because yeah. the reality is, is that as great as they were, the only reason they were great is because he was mm-hmm. I mean, just a crazy good player for when and then, just and then you get really good wing play from, you know, like Marco Asensio and Lucas Vasquez. So the Spain midfield, and it, I mean, David Silva, if you even want to include him in that, I mean, it's, you know, in Spain, you know, the, the, the attack slash midfield, there's so many, you know, they're, they're kind of interchangeable. You know, it's like, well, is he a midfielder or is he a forward? I mean. Well, you know, and God, <laughs> uh, who was the coach in, in the 2016 Euro? It was. Uh, I'm sorry, the, the 2012, the 2012 Euro. I'm sorry. Was it, was it still Aragonés? That, no, that was Del Bosque. Del Bosque was 2010 and 2012. Right. I mean, and, and God, for saying, you know what, our strikers, I mean, we. We have much better midfielders and strikers, so we're just not going to play with one. Yeah, and yeah. they just destroyed. They destroyed people. They absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, what they did to Italy in that final was was, you know, that was oh, bad. Amazing. Yeah, it, it was, was amazing. Was, now, now the thing with the and I, I think 
you know, they kind of came back to bite them a little bit there in, in, uh, in Brazil at the World Cup, a, a lack of a, an effective number nine. But, you know, they, they've got a decent striker pool. It's not like your David Villa, Fernando Torres um, lot, but uh, I think Rodrigo a, is a good striker. I think Iago Aspas always does a good job when he plays with the national team. He's he's very solid. So um, I'm not a big fan of, of Diego Costa. I don't know what it is. I just... He just seems like the type of player. I think he's good on a club team, you know, over a 38 game schedule. But ew, I'm just, I'm not really sure. Like, is this really the guy that you want? And like in a in a an important like group stage match where the margin of error is so small. Like, I'd rather have um, maybe somebody a little bit more kind of dependable that you know is going to, you know, just be a little bit more disciplined. So um, they have to answer the question: Who's going to play striker? Who's going to play that number nine? But I think in, in midfield, and certainly in defense, you have the, the frenemies, uh, PK and Ramos at center back, and then Alba and Danny Carvajal. So they're all squared away in the back. David De Gea, goalkeeper. Um, so in the back, midfield, I think Spain, assuming everybody's healthy, you can get Iniesta and Busquets healthy in the midfield. You've got to feel good about that. And then, you know, just find the right kind of strike, pair, duo, whatever, whatever you, Lopetegui wants to use. If you can do that, then. Um, I think they like they have to like their chances of, of going pretty far, right? And uh, now, are you saying that uh, that that that, that PK and uh, and Ramos are they're, they're still at the, at the at the Rocky and Apollo and and Rocky Two? They haven't graduated <laughs> to Rocky and Apollo. And, and Rocky they're close. They're, they're close, close to the beach. They're, the the beach is like it's it's it'll maybe come in a couple of years. The the beach the beach hug scene, but um, yeah, they're still they're still at the Rocky Two stage. That's a very good comparison. So they, they open up with Portugal, so they couldn't have a, a, a better way for this tournament. to So they'll, they'll know exactly where they stand, mm-hmm. so to speak, with the two, what one would consider, you know, the, 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 the more accessible opponents to get three points uh, with, uh, with, with Morocco. I'm sorry, I guess they play Iran next and then, and then, because I keep thinking that Spain is the, is, is the head of the group and they're not, it's Portugal. That's right. Yeah. Spain was in that, that second pool, which is, you know, it's, everybody's like, how did that happen? But, um, yeah, I mean, that's just, that's just how, that's just how it worked out. Uh, but yeah, so Portugal, Portugal to start and, um, you know, I, I, I like them to be Portugal in that game. I know Portugal are defending European champions, but I, I think Spain can be considered the favorite. I mean, honestly, they're going to play this entire group, what, in, in Sevilla or Cadiz, right? Because you have sure. Morocco and Portugal. I mean, just Iran would have to do a little bit of the traveling, but uh, uh, no, but I think Spain. Well, Spain I think they're is, all they're all going to have good crowd. I mean, Iran. I mean, it can't be that far from it's. It's you know, I would I would say that 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 Iran is closer to some of the games they're playing in Russia than Spain. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And yeah. so, um, so I think, uh, but I, I think Spain, you know, winning that that first game against Portugal and Portugal. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, when you get with with Ronaldo, Fernando Santos is is really smart, though. I mean, he really showed in the Euro, like he's a good tournament coach, and of course, they have a lot of good young players, you know, Bernardo Silva and William Carvalho, Renato Sanchez. So, um, Portugal, I think Portugal will also be strong, but I, I like Spain in that first game. I like Spain. Okay, so so they win that one. So then, so you see Spain going through pretty comfortably in uh, in, in in first place. After- you know, once once they knock off uh, Portugal. Yeah, I think so. I, I think um, I, I think Morocco and, and Iran will will provide some stiff resistance. I think you know they'll frustrate Spain, but I think so. 
when it's all said and done, you know, Spain will Spain will top the group. So last week uh, we 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 were discussing Egypt. How how great would that be then for for Spain to play Egypt if if Egypt ends up as a second place team out of Group A? Oh wow, that would be amazing. I mean, would, yeah, that that would be just a a real uh, a, a real a real cracker of a game if, if 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 that ends up. Now, as far as the second place team is 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 it for is it Portugal? You think that will uh, get it, or do, or do you think that one of the um, uh, one of the other teams, Iran or Morocco, uh, might have a chance to, to 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 sneak one sneak one uh, by here. Of the two, of the two, we'll call them dark horses. I like Iran. I think um, people are going to point to Morocco and their defensive record, whether they just gave up one goal and, and woke up qualifying. So they're, you know, they're they're very, uh, you know, defense is their their bread and butter, and you know they've got some good players. They got some guys kind of sprinkled throughout Europe. I mean, certainly in Spain. Um, you know, the kid, uh, Hakimi Ashraf, you know, that right back, it's, uh, kind of Danny Carvajal's backup at Real Madrid mm-hmm. and, and, uh, Amrabad at, at Las Palmas. You know, the, the goalkeeper at Girona, Bono, is, is also, uh, on the national team. At and, and there was a, a Moroccan who was involved in a, in a rather interesting play over there. <laughs> yeah. So, and then of course, yeah, Vedatia. The yeah, Vedatia, or however you say his name there at Juventus. So, um, you know, so it's not like they're going to just be like, you know, awed by, you know, Portuguese or, or Spanish competition. Like, I mean, they see these guys almost every weekend in, in La Liga. A lot of these guys are or across Europe. Um, but I, I like uh, the two teams. I like Iran. Here's here's one thing that I, I find interesting is, you know, who's Iran's coach? Well, it's it's Carlos Quiroz, right? I mean, Portuguese. So, you know, he, he knows Portugal very well. Um, Iran. Spain very well. You know Spain very well. Iran is this is their second straight World Cup, so there's some good experience there. They were undefeated in, in all their in all qualifying, like 18 and, matches. So and, and they gave and they should have beaten Argentina in, mm-hmm. in, in the game, uh, their first uh, first round game in, uh, in in 2014. Gave Argentina a scare. I mean, and they've got you know they've got some good goal scores. The 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 guy there, Rubin Kazan, what's his name, Osmoon, like he. He doesn't score for them, but he's he's like the Lucas Podolski of Iran. Like you, you put a national team jersey on him, and he you know he turns into just a goal scoring machine. So, sure. um, you know, it, can can Iran you know take a scalp? Yeah, I mean, I think I think they could. You know, I, I that Portugal game could be really really interesting, and 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 maybe they can they can slip in there. And, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Portugal and Iran, they played each other. What in the 06 group stage, right? Mexico was in that group. Is yes, that right? it was. It was uh, in 06. It was uh, Mexico and Iran and uh, Angola and 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 Portugal. Yeah, and and Mexico beat Iran in in, in, in the first match after. Uh, and and Joel remember this? That was back in the, in the big soccer days when uh, we'd have some some uh, some Iranian folks that would tell us how these there. I mean, because I mean they were very proud of their play, and there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong. With Mm-hmm. How uh, you know we would be quaking in our boots because you know because uh, you know some of these guys were were, were so outstanding and uh, and Mexico ended up uh, pulling it out uh, with three one but and and then of course you know Iran has had his you know they've they they have acquitted themselves despite not getting past uh, the, the 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 group stage you know even in Argentina they had a uh, you know they, they gave some teams a scare mm-hmm. uh, and they uh, they they certainly in, in nineteen ninety eight had a chance to advance oh. after beating the U S yeah, uh, in, in Lyon, yeah, and uh, we saw what they did against uh, against Argentina and, and Bosnia, and then they just they just were unlucky. So yeah, I mean, I think Iran and Iran plays Portugal last, and as you pointed out before we got on the show, you know they could be have they could have 
you know, three or four points in their pocket thinking, hey, we have a chance to advance. You know, if we beat these, you know, this is our first play, our first elimination match. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they have that opportunity. And we shouldn't also sleep on Morocco either because I know that they haven't been in the tournament. Uh, for, but when Morocco has been in that tournament, they have been outstanding. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and another thing is, you know, they've, they've got a, a coach who knows how to win tournaments too. And, uh, and Irv Renard, you know, who, who's won two African Cup of Nations with Zambia and then Ivory Coast. So, um, you know, and then plus with their defensive record, you know that they're going to be, you know, they're going to be a tough out. So these two teams, I mean, when the, when the draw first came out and if you just take a quick glance, it's like, okay, well, this is, this is easy Spain and Portugal, but, um, you know, it's one of those, like, once you peel back the layer of the onion, it's like, no, this could actually be a lot tougher, a lot more complicated. And, and that, you know, I could see like, yeah, that, that first game between Morocco and Iran, you know, if Iran can get, you know, let's say Iran wins that two nil and, or one nil and then Spain beats Portugal two nil, you know, then you, you look in the goal difference and then, you know, if they can get a draw against Portugal, it's like, well, you know, four points might just get you there. So, um, it's, uh, it, you know, the, the, but that's, what's always so interesting, right. About the world cup group stage is how the schedules, you know, on that last match day, how they, how they fall out and like who's advanced and who might be playing more of like a reserve team or the goal difference. Um, uh, I mean, there's so many factors and, uh, and, and that could, I could see, I could see a path to the second round for, for Iran. I really could. And uh, you know we shouldn't also we shouldn't forget also and of course it was it was it was 32 years ago but but Portugal and Morocco have met in the World Cup and when everyone thought that Portugal was just gonna you know stroll by it, it was three nothing after 20 minutes Morocco and that was in Guadalajara wow uh, back, so back that, in, that was 86 yeah okay yeah. and then okay. they qualified and gave and gave the Germans everything they could handle uh, in the round of 16 until Lothar mm-hmm. Mateo scored on a free kick. Like from like forty yards out, that just the goalie misread so badly that by, by the time he got there, it was like I was like, oh, you know, because it was okay. bouncing in, practically, you know, just just right. totally misplayed it, and yeah, and and the Germans escaped as they always do. <laughs> this this is true, yeah. um, but I, I think it promises to be uh, a much tighter group than um, than originally thought, and yeah, you know, I've heard some people talk about Portugal and like, well, you know, they won the they won the the Euro, so they'll be there'll be a little, you know, there might be a little bit of a hangover or, you know, not as motivated, but I doubt that. I mean, just look at Ronaldo and what he, well, you know, you know it's so obvious. he's just, he's so, he's such a motivated guy and I'm never going to discount a team that has that when he's on it. Well, see, I don't know how motivated, how motivated he is because, you know, he had, they took a, a, a picture of him with his shirt off yesterday and, and then frankly, it looks like he's, you know, he's getting a little soft. Oh, is it? Is it? Is there a little? Uh, there was a, only like a 110 muscles. You know, not his usual 148. You know, so it looks like he was, he was, uh, yeah, the little getting a little beer gun. No, he was. Uh, you're absolutely right, and and you know he has willed. Uh, Rama that hadn't done anything in the La Liga, but I mean they are the fa- I mean they're the favorites to win the Champions League. Period. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 it's been it's been because of him because he's scored. Well, this is what like like the tenth or eleventh uh, straight Champions League game, Champions League game. There, yeah, the like every Champions League game this season that, in which he has appeared, not not every Real Madrid Champions League game because I don't think he was in the last one because uh, they were you know well through well through to the next round. But every in, in every Champions League match in which he has appeared this season, he has scored. And uh, you know, I mean, he's the they won the Euro, and that's kind of probably whetted his appetite and. and you know, there's no drop off with that guy. He's just, 
you know, if, if anything, he just, he just gets better. And, and, and I'm just, you know, I, I'm amazed by him, you know, as, as each season goes on and I'm amazed and, and I'm impressed and, and he's got a good stable of players. And then, you know, like I said, Fernando Santos is, is a good tournament coach. So, um, you know, I, I know we were just hyping up Iran like a, a few minutes ago. And, and yes, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to take a lot for one of those two teams to, I mean, let's, let's be honest, yeah. it's a knockoff yeah. either Spain or Portugal, but it's not like it, it can't happen. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that these teams are like impregnable. I mean, they do have some vulnerabilities and Iran and, and Morocco can both can both take advantage. I mean, there's, there, mm-hmm. there is no question. So uh, it's almost like Portugal's a little Jekyll and Hyde because it's like, well, are you going to get the Portugal that won the Euro? Or are you going to get the Portugal that crashed down in the group stage at, at right. the World Cup? You know, got got hammered by Germany, and and that was kind of the end of them. Right. Um, I think you're going to see more of the former, more of the the Euro, the Euro winning team because that's kind of yeah, they, and they did really well in qualifying. So I think you're going to see a, a good Portugal team. But um, sure, but let's not forget that in Brazil they were they they had like. I mean, they barely had enough players just to, to, to field the team that had so many injuries. Yeah, yeah. So we, right, we, we shouldn't right. lose sight of that. And obviously, in, in, in the Euro, they were they were uh, they were much healthier. And and you know, unfortunately, if, you know, for at least for Tigres fans, uh, Portugal came within a, within a Gignac, uh, you know, six inches to the right mm-hmm. goal in the in extra time of the of, of the final of, of of not making the Confed Cup. You know, having you know sending France the whole bit. It was uh, the, the, they uh, they certainly uh, have have. Have been lucky as 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 any team is when they win a tournament. You know, they yeah, and luck yeah, has there, to go a certain way too. There, there was definitely some good fortune for for Portugal in in that Euro. And I mean, gosh, what in the in the old system they wouldn't have even qualified, right? I mean, right. Uh, they wouldn't even qualify for the knockout round because they were so poor in the group stage. Oh, that's right, they were like one of the third place teams. <laughs> they they pulled a, a Chile World Cup nineteen ninety eight. You know, three draws and and they still got through. Right. Um. But and then. No, they just they just they won like a couple penalty shootouts and then and and it just it just it just worked for them. They were able to do it. Uh, it's an interesting group. I mean, it really it really is. I mean, every World Cup group is an interesting group, but uh, I think this one has the um, has the potential to to produce a couple a couple of surprises, a couple things that people weren't expecting. All right. So if 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 chalk prevails mm-hmm. on that side of the draw, I think if I'm not mistaken, Spain would then uh, face Argentina. In, in the quarterfinals, that, that that's how things shake. If 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 Chalk in the quarters, goes. okay, yeah, you know, and, and it's you know that's I don't know if those two have ever played in the World Cup, have they? God, you know, I'm th- I mean, at least not in my lifetime. Yeah, so, uh, and, and that well, I mean, how much of a treat so would that, that be? No, I, have no, I have no idea if they have or not. I mean, you know, maybe like in the in in, in one of the previous World Cups in, they may have, but the certainly days, not yeah. certainly not since 1970. Yeah, and I think that could be. I mean, what a treat that would be to to watch, you know. And, and I know they just played in a friendly, and I know Spain absolutely destroyed them. But you know, there's no Messi, and it's a friendly, and uh, you know, things are going to be different. But oh gosh, I mean, that would just be that would be so wonderful to see those two play, get a chance to to face each other in a uh, in a quarterfinal. If Chalk prevails, who would? Okay, so Spain, Group A, who would they you know realistically face in 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 that second round? I, I think it would be well. It's, the group is Uruguay, Russia, mm-hmm. Egypt, and Saudi Arabia. So it's either going to be Uruguay. I don't think I think Egypt beats Russia and Saudi Arabia. Okay. And I think they could easily they could easily beat Uruguay too. So I think it's either it would either be Egypt or Uruguay. More than likely Egypt, but but you know it could be Uruguay too. So let's say like just for argument's sake, we get Spain, Egypt, which you know 
very entertaining game, but I like Spain. Um, and then Uruguay, Portugal, let's say for argument's sake, Portugal, um, that could be, that could, that's pretty tasty right there. That'd be a good second round game. Cause you know, yeah. uh, I mean, Uruguay just is, is amazing. So, but yeah, that's, that's a little bit of, of some group based stuff. Uh, a defensive uh, battle. <laughs> yeah, for sure. A for pitcher's sure. duel. Diego Godin scores a header in the 71st to win it. I mean, that's pretty right. much on, 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 on a corner kick. Yeah, exactly. The, the only exactly. shot on goal the whole game. That, yeah, that's, so then, that's exactly how that would work. Yeah. And then, and then the other, the other side of the draw is Argentina. And then their group is, uh, or their cruce is, uh, it's, it's Peru, Australia, Denmark, and, uh, France. So more than likely they'll, they'll make it, they should make it to that to, to the Spain. Just just like Spain should. I, I think mm-hmm. we will see Spain Argentina in the quarterfinals. God, so you could have an Argentina Peru second round game? Oh yeah. Oof. Oof. Yeah, the, those and we're talking to Luis Miguel Chagaray next week, so uh, uh we're talking a little Peru next week, so we're looking oh, forward to yeah, he'll, he'll be all about it. Yeah, he uh, he he will uh give us uh, uh and it's great to have Peru back in the World Cup. Absolutely. It's, it's great to have them back. Well Arch, I'm gonna let you go so so, so uh, but, but but before we go Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do want to ask you uh, a couple of predictions. So, uh, sure. Champions League, who uh, who takes it? I, I think. I mean, the the days come. My mine eyes have seen the glory. It's, I can't believe I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, but I now think now hang on a second, hang on a second. It might be Major League Soccer, but the it's people from Canada, Canada. Eh? <laughs> it's not really American. It's 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 the Canadian entry. And I'm sure Jorge Iturralde is going to remind me of this uh, a, a few million times in the next two weeks. But um, I, I, I do think um, I think Toronto FC gets it done. They've 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 won me over with their performances in the Volcan and the Azteca. So I think I think Toronto gets it done. Um, Chivas will put up a good fight, but Toronto Toronto uh, seals the deal. Okay, and then Spain. How far do they go? Um. I, I think a semifinal. I think they get to the semifinals. I don't think they win it, but I think they reach the semifinals. If, if they get to the semifinal, it would it would more than this is my personal opinion. Uh, it would it would more than likely be France. I think because uh, they're the other. I mean, they're the other heavy on that side of the draw. But they but it, but they wouldn't meet until again if the chalk that we expect to prevail prevails. It would it would it would be a Spain France uh, semifinal. So and semifinals. The other, side, the other side would be what Brazil Germany. Uh, it would be, uh, I think, Mexico, Colombia. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> no, see. <laughs> no, it would be, it would be Brazil. Yeah, it would, it would unfortunately be Brazil, Germany. No, you're you're exactly right. You know, I'll say this though, John. I'll say this, and if talking about chalk, if Mexico finishes second and Brazil finishes first, I see no reason why Mexico can't beat Brazil. I, it's, I the, really... it's the only. And we've talked about this on this show. It's it, it's the only team of the of, of the grandes, you know, the, you know, the big mm-hmm. big big the, of the of the super giants mm-hmm. that Mexico has. I mean, they they have they have they have a lot more confidence in, in, in when they play them than they than they would against Germany, Italy. Well, maybe not Italy, but Germany, France, mm-hmm. Spain, Argentina, England. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. And they've done and they, and they've for the last twenty years, Mexico has done nothing but beat Brazil. Yeah, and 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 not just and you know those, at every those, level, and not those Molero friendlies, right? right. In, in in Dallas, I mean, we're talking like with a trophy on the line. World Cup game. Oh, hang on, we just had a whole bunch of people join. Good lord, good lord, just just as we're saying, uh, but you're right though. Yeah, it, yeah. it'll definitely, yeah. Uh, it'll definitely. Uh, they can, they can. 
They could take, I, I think I think Mexico goes far. I think you get to your quinto partido, and who knows what might happen. But I, I do. I like Mexico to to do really well at this World Cup. Surprising. <laughs> as a Mexican fan, as a Mexican fan, I'm not as positive, but but uh, get on you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Arch, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we do appreciate you uh, hopping on the cantina. It was a real pleasure to have you on, and uh, we will. Uh, we will hold you to your to your to your predictions. Yes, uh, please you know, do hold my hold my feet. Feel free to call me on. We already have a Walter, we already have a Walter Mercado uh, uh, on the show, so so we, we know we can always make room for two. You know we 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 don't uh, discriminate here. Okay, <laughs> make his podcast. So so Great. thanks for hopping on. We we appreciate it, and uh, we will uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk again soon. All right, sounds good. Thanks so much, John. I appreciate it, and uh, you guys have a good one. Thank you. All right, bye now. That was Arch Bell joining us here on Cantina Mekis podcast uh, right from the right from the get go. I'm glad that to see we have uh, some other folks that have uh, that have that have hopped on. Uh, I know that Albert, we just heard Albert at Chiquiscampa come on. Joel was in and out, uh, but uh, I'm assuming that Joel will be on here with us shortly, as well as Daniel Preciado, who uh, has punched his ticket to go to the the Liguilla. Daniel, would you uh, consider would you consider, sir, a trip to Torreon if if your beloved Guerreros, or, or I should say when your Guerreros make the final. Oh, man. Um, I would absolutely consider it, yes. Yeah, uh, that, that, that'd be... Because you said you could, you could go to Tijuana and then fly from Tijuana to Torreon, right? Yes, it's very doable. Wow. Well, I, th- I think you should... Uh, I think you should get the cool should, little uh, pedestrian crossing where you don't even have to drive your car um, to Mexico, you could park... Um, and did you say the airport's the right there? Yeah, they have a pedestrian um, uh, bridge that takes you across the border into the airport directly. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. That's that's fantastic. Pretty neat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no kidding. I mean, I mean, I mean and, and you have, like, all points Mexico. Uh, I haven't used it um, yet. Uh, the only time I've flown out of there was before that was uh, put in place. But even then, it was uh, pretty easy. We just had a um, we had a friend actually uh, drop us off, and we just walked across the border and then drove back home. But uh, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's something that I might have to try to try to pull off, man. Well, we will uh, we will be with you in spirit when you do. You know, we might have to uh, reach out to, uh, to to Kim Tate to see if she can uh, help you out with, uh, with with getting some stuff there. We'll, uh, we'll we'll see what we can do. See what we can do. Joining us also from uh, well, we joined it earlier from from Irvine. Joel Asemis rejoins us. Joel, I was I was trying to bring you into the uh, conversation we were having with Arch. And, uh, I know I was having communication problems. My internet kept I kept losing um service. That's uh, see that 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 wouldn't happen over in, in South Los Angeles, Joel. <laughs> yeah, no. Just throw it out there. Just throw it out there. Yeah. Well, first I thought it was. It was coming from you, from your end. Hey, the things that come out of my end are, are private. <laughs> oh, that's, man. that's something that should be discussed on the. No, I'm just kidding. No, well, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad that you're back on. Now, there were a couple of things that uh, that Hoyer that I wanted to to to, to uh, follow up with uh, with with with, with uh, things that Arch had said. Uh, uh, one of them was the uh, you know in, in, in the World Cup. With 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 Spain's group, uh, I was I was wanting to get your opinion on if, if if you were hiring a coach, would you hire a 
a player's coach or would you hire a tournament coach for, for, for your, for your national team? Oh, that's a really good question. That's why I'm asking. I guess, yeah, I guess it depends the group you have, the team, uh, you know, type of team. Like, um, man, uh, you know what? I'll go with I'll go with the group coach. Yeah, I'm, I'm a side with the with the group coach. Uh, you know, I don't want to do this on our side because I didn't want to think that we were a bunch of degenerates. <laughs> but uh, I, I did see that the that the trash talking Wadita uh, wanted to come in and give her thoughts on oh on what had happened uh, over the past uh, over the past few days with uh, with Club America. Club America, they suck. So you know, <laughs> what are you, what are you gonna do? So so you would uh, so the reason I asked is because I, when I was speaking to Arch. As he, we were talking about Greg Vanny, who has had a, just a tremendous run with Toronto in this tournament and done, done really well, and it was and it's not as if that they're, uh, you know, with their, their style of play, blah blah. I mean, he did they have had their teams ready to play? It seems like he would be the a, a favorite to to take over the national team, and for countries like Mexico and the U.S. that are, you know, somewhat more limited technically with 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 the, their pool of players that they have, right? With thinner player pool, but wouldn't you want a coach to be a more of a tournament coach than you know, kind of the rah rah guy? Let's let's build up the whole program kind of guy, or 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 do you want a, a build the whole program kind of guy? Well, I mean, to me, the the the, the, um, the group coach is just the type of dude that could get the best out of the player, sort of like Piojo. Right. So that's that's my take on that. You know. Not so much of like build the whole stuff. That would be more like Osorio type of coach. Even like Bielsa type where they want to, you know, sembrar bases, start from the ground up. But I mean... Go ahead, go ahead, ahead. finish your thought, finish your thought. No, I think with the U.S., they're kind of starting almost. It's almost like they're starting. They're going to be starting from scratch again. So you think Borrón and Nueva Cuenta, they're going to bring in some guy and they're going to do their before the date year plan? Yeah, but but I think if you have, I think they'll do well having a having a coach that knows the league, that knows the the players, because a lot of times you want to have a you want to be able to to have a team of local talent that that you could count on, as opposed to just counting on like half a dozen players from Europe. Okay, so here's here's my uh, I, I, I will counter with this. Mexico and the U.S. both more than any other top twenty teams in the world have absolutely zero issue qualifying for the World Cup. In theory, I mean they 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 they, they, they should, and especially when it's going to be a forty eight team World Cup. I mean they they're going to be in the World Cup for, you know in, forever in perpetuity. So knowing that 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 that, that you that, that it's almost you know a ninety five to ninety nine percent certainty that you're going to be in the World Cup, wouldn't you want to get a coach then that can that can manage that, and then get your players to manage that as opposed to, uh, you know like you said, Joed, you know a guy like Bielsa will come in and start from the ground up and you know build the foundations and the philosophies and they can <laughs> all that stuff and then, you know and then. And see see how it turns. Out. I mean, I mean, it's just you know, it, 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 it's it's certainly a what well, we you know one two two different ways of looking at it. 
So I, I'm of the of the camp that maybe you should just have a tournament guy because because the other stuff is gonna you know you know you really can you really control you know how many how how much the player pool is gonna expand in those four years not really. So you know what you have. I mean, is it a matter? I mean, I mean, do you want to force your players to just you know play in your system, a system that that, that you know that, that they only see five times a year, if that. For for four years, or, or or do you play? You know, let's. It's uh, it, it is it is certainly. Uh, and you don't want like other. You don't want the coach like with Benzeman. He was the guy that was gonna take over the whole system, and that's just one guy. One guy can't do it all. Can't take over the youth system and and run the youth teams. Man. So you need a group of you need a group of people that are like minded and on the same page. But 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 should the national team coach even be a part of that, of 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 of, of the of, of the cultivation of the player? I mean, yeah, should, maybe not. Should he play maybe any not. role in that? I think uh, any head coach that they, if they were to go with something like that, any head coach that they would get should be of of similar philosophy. I am. I do think that 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 the youth team should be playing a similar style and just grooming these players, uh, the ones who who who. Are projected to to you know possibly projected to have that same system installed. Yeah, I, I definitely think they should do that. And then just find a coach that'll that'll uh, kind of work with those types of players specifically in that style. You could find coaches, right? Or you just tell the coach, "Hey, coach, this is my style." So you, this is what you're going to have to coach. The, you know, the, the well, no, because I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want. I, I I have trouble believing that any kind of coach would 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 be like, all right, I'm going to just play however you guys want. I think you you definitely want to find a, a manager that fits. But I mean, realistically speaking, I don't think anybody would take the gig if if they were like, no, that's not how I'm going to play. So maybe I'm not your guy. So I, I doubt anybody uh, would even take the gig if if that were those if they didn't agree to those conditions. But would you agree to those conditions? I wish we had profile. We'd we'd ask if Chivas came calling, you know, and said they want you to coach the Fuerzas Básicas, but then they bring in who's who is who does the coach that uh, that that profe can't stand? Does does he have any Chepo? Chepo, yeah, if Chepo comes. Well, I thought that he though he was pro Chepo forever. He would you, you, you guys were the both were the, like the biggest flag flag wavers for Chepo. I'd ever we seen. were. Official triple apologist. You, uh, <laughs> you know, John. I was also probably one of the last guys to say, "Okay, maybe we need to fire him." So, so, so all through all, all, all y'all. You know, I was. You know, I've always said. You know, I, I will give the coach. Uh, you know, the benefit of the doubt. Always, and and, and the it's players. Just, that it's happens. just that start was so good. Oh, of I course. Mean. But but the, the to me what what did it for me. Uh, was was the Jamaica game in, in the Azteca where they're like like Jamaica should have won that game? I was I was like that that should never happen ever, ever 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 ever, and they just and they just did not get better from there. And I remember talking to some guy in Houston, and I said I said Mexico is going to be lucky to to either get the third place team or 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 to have to go through. I mean I I, I wrote about it for months. They're going to have to go through Middle Earth because they're they're playing because they, they ain't going to win it themselves. It was, uh, yes. I mean, it was. It was just whatever he was doing. It wasn't working, and I'm starting to see that with 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 Chivas too. 
Oh, and, yeah. Uh, they're, they're, I mean, and it's it's just whatever they're trying is just is just not working. Well, and uh, well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna point out, you know, a, a big part of it was the players. A lot of the players, they they had a massive drop in quality. Players that like like uh, Guardado. That, they all went into the slump at the same time. Yeah, and and you could see it, and 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 I would point it out. You could see how bad they're doing because. Even when they have all this time on the ball, you know, and, and all this space to do something, they would just send a really bad cross or make a really bad pass. And that, that to me was the giveaway, you know? Well, you know, I, I agree with you. The players uh, were in a bad spot. You know, Oribe, who was playing outstanding, got hurt in the Conca Champions, and he was not available <laughs> for, for, for some of those games and, and, or for the Confed Cup. But uh, – the one thing I'll always point to when 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 the the, the chapologists come out <laughs> when they mention that is he played a gold cup with a totally different group of players and they suck just as bad. <laughs> well, that that I don't think he he, he should have had he should have played that, you know. Um, but I, I I firmly believe that if if you're going to make a, a team play two two sides or, or two <clears> tournaments <throat> in one summer by by FIFA mandate, the second team has to be a U23. I went. And, yeah, and you know yep. what? From that, from that Gold Cup team, it was some of the younger guys, and they failed too. You know, to 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 give an impression. Uh, yeah, no, they did. I mean, I mean, that was Hulit's first chance, and it didn't work yeah. out. I mean, there were the only one that uh, you know that had any kind of decent turn was Raúl Jiménez. I was gonna say, like yeah. he. Yeah, he's he's part of the team. Is there are there any others that are still part of that team? They're still um, in the. I don't think so, man. That was uh, Marco Fabian was was the other one. Marco Fabian, our secret weapon in, in the upcoming World Cup. Yeah, it, it was it was pretty bad to see so many players all of a sudden dropping form or not doing good, and and it wasn't just with the national team; it was also at the club level. No, you're right. I mean, they're players. They're players. It's like, go ahead, Dan. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just thinking, like, since you mentioned Fabian, you think there's any chance that that he might roll the dice and maybe put like Fabian uh, on the right and have Herrera in the center? I mean, I I, I, I think that Fabian is going to is going to go. Uh, Pizarro has had his opportunities. Now, he, Pizarro said, you know, coach put me in a formation where I couldn't do anything, so I didn't do anything. You know, he was he was quoted as saying that, Ugh. which is very unfortunate. Stupid then, too. Yeah, not not not, not the smartest uh, not the smartest move by our by our boy Pizarro. But Pizarro had two chances to shine, in a, you know, in in, in in tournament atmosphere and you know in, in in a high level game, and he did not he did not pass the test in either of them, and it was again against uh, New York Red Bulls. In fact, I know that Chivas. You know the Chivas fans will say survive, and I get that. I, you know you, you got the results you needed, that, this and that. And I don't even mind playing a, a defensive zero zero. Chivas was not playing a defensive zero zero in that game. Chivas was was barely hanging on. I mean they they, they their midfield did did nothing to maintain possession that entire match. I know the other team was pressuring them, but come on, man. I mean you guys face that all the time. I mean I mean you, you can't tell me that this is like a different kind of pressure. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. Similar to with, with, with the Chepo national team, uh, 
with with what's going on with Chivas, where you could see a lot of the players like a massive drop in form, players especially like Corbelin, who had been really consistent and I believe stand that out. Or- Orbelin was called on this podcast by by someone who uh, I will not mention. <laughs> I mean, said that Orbelin was a uh, was 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 along with Jonathan the best Mexican midfielder playing in the world. Oh man. Last season. I'm not saying who said that. I'm not saying who said it. Yeah. Wow. A lot can change though. And, uh, yeah. That's, yeah. And then the other guys, they'll give you one good game or two and then disappear, which is like trophies, Brizuela, Pizarro. That's, that's been going on with them too. They, and, and then Pulido, who much more was expected of him. And he's, he rarely is like, that's going to make a big difference. He was the one that was Chiando that there's no leaders. Like, dude, the leader, yeah. you're, you're the leader. Yeah. He's, He's also be... the one complaining that there weren't <laughs> big enough players being signed. I'm like, dude. right. Like, they paid $20 million for you, dude. You're yeah, you are that. That's, yeah, that's like CR7 <laughs> crying with Real Madrid or any team he goes. Um, right. Saying, yeah, we didn't sign any big players. Um, but <laughs> but I, I think this is probably the first time we could say that. Going into a final that the MLS team is our favorites and, and and prohibitive favorites and and not only not only that but they have the standout player, you know. Yep. Usually, usually it'll be the Liga MX team. They'll have the, you know, the some South American international or, or couple Mexican nationals that that could tilt the, you know, tilt the game in their favor. But now it's, it's the other way around. You know, they have. They have a, a well balanced club, and they have they have uh, John Giovinco, and who was shown that he he could make a big difference, especially have, with a back line, uh, especially with the center back. So that Chivas is uh, throwing out, <laughs> yeah. it's um, it's going to be scary. Um, you know, I, I think who's that, who plays on the left? What is it, uh, Aris? No, or he plays? Yeah, it was Aris on the left, and. Uh... I think it was Cisneros on the right. They're gonna have to put special attention on the guy to make sure that they don't wander off too recklessly going pulling forward. Because I mean, if they ex- if they leave him alone with uh, Jaid or or yeah, well Jaid's gonna be out. He's gonna be out the, the first the first leg because he's still serving his two game suspension for. I just injured Joe before. Cho- if I'm Almeida, I'll, I'll put some reserve. Hey, I will. I will say this for Almeida. It's not a bad idea. For you know, for, for uh, the ankles, keep the leg. If you uh, are going to have to like have an emergency replacement guy, I, I I can't think in that position. I can't think of a better guy in, in, in Liga Mekis to have than, than Carlos Salcido, a three-time World Cup veteran. Yeah, but, I mean, he may not be as fast, but you know, just like Rafa. Slow, but yeah, but, he's, but he knows his Salcido's angles. Salcido's done, dude. dude. Salcido's you know, done. I agree. I agree. He's but, not. But fast. he could take out a knee. But he's running who, who would you rather have, Salcido, or would you rather have some nineteen-year-old schlub? I'd rather have Masa. No, I didn't. Well, <laughs> Did you see Yo what quiero, he pulled? I don't oh, know man. if you really want Masa right now at this point. Yo quiero que juegue Masa. To his goalkeeper? Yeah. Well, you know, y'all can laugh about Salcido all you want. Did the Chivas advance or not? Hey, that's that's the problem I have. And you, you know what? He did, come up with a, he, he did come up with some um, pretty uh, important uh, intervention. Yes, um, he did. That's, during that's, the game. That's crazy, man. It, like you guys were talking about how roles have reversed, like Toronto, the MLS team being the yeah, having the highlight player. 
the 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 style of play and the the getting to the final de pansazo is is sort of roles reversal all, as yeah. well because normally it's the the MLS team is bunkering and is barely getting in or barely getting past like flukishly getting past the Liga MX team and now it's Chivas playing horrible but getting past and then you have all these New York Red Bull fans which is pretty hilarious like saying that you know is that all uh, is that all you got is that the best you have and like the New York Red Bull fan TV has been hilarious. It has and, been. Uh, and Chivas fans are still confident. They're like, good enough to beat y'all. I mean, geez, really? Yeah, they're That's... like, they're like, we like being the underdog. We like having this, uh, this, uh, you know, underdog mentality, and we're going to surprise you. We're going to come back. And are these Chivas fans saying have this? All the yeah. Well, they're, they're so you know, they're, they're fine. They're fine with with being the underdog. They're Any like, think Chivas... we are the underdog. That's a, I don't know, man. Help me out here. Am I wrong here, Joel? Any, any right. chivista who, who considers themselves a chivista should be like, no, we're favorites. We're chivas. So you're saying when 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 somebody plays something, they should just respond with this, the uh, the, the this. Somos leyenda del fútbol mexicano. Confidence. That's right. But That's it's right. like it's like we're U.S. fans now. The chivas fans have turned into U.S. fans, and That's you know, sort like of like the saddest thing I've ever heard, man. Well, then that from any fan of a, of, of any grande. So no, like but, like but this sad then. This, this sad is it? This sad for Chivas fans to act like that? Yeah. Might yeah. as well just, you know uh, what, Dan, might as well just give give Toronto the, the the trophy. Yeah, de una vez. So just go for the shopping to Montreal and uh, return. No, you're you're right. That should be the that should be the mentality. But Chivas hasn't really been grande, man. They're just in name and tradition, and and since the Campionissimo, they haven't come close to doing anything. Like that. Um, you know what Chivas is like right now. You know that uh, they are just one year removed though from 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 a championship. Have you guys ever seen Sunset Boulevard? No, no. The movie. I've heard of it. No. It's uh, it's it, I, I I highly I highly recommend this. Y'all, this like if I ever Kiki's have you ever seen Sunset Boulevard? No, I haven't. Okay. It's it's a movie from the forties fifties. It's Billy Wilder. It's with William Holden, who is playing a young Hollywood writer, who is hired uh, to uh, write a screenplay over, and he goes to this gigantic house in, uh, you know, in, 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 in Hollywood, and it's a silent movie star who is hasn't done anything in years, nor doesn't. And uh, Carol Burnett used to spoof her perfect when when Harvey Corman uh, would 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 be the bald butler. I don't know if y'all ever remember seeing that. No. Okay. You know, it's, it is it is a fantastic movie. What it is is, is is she's obviously she was you know yesterday's star. She still thinks that she's massive, right? Mm. She thinks that she's just, just she's all that. That's what Chivas. That's what Chivas oh. is the Nora Desmond of Liga Mekis right now. Damn. Snap. Snap. One, one thing, like I have to agree with Joel that Chivas isn't grande in, in as far as the way they play and the quality play that they have right now. But as far as an overall historical team, they are grande because they have won many tournaments, just like America. Who? And uh, Who? Chivas. Who? Chivas. Joel. Joel, when was the last time that, that Chivas won the Conca, the Conca Champions? Joel, please. I'm talking about Liga Mex. No, as a Liga yeah, Mex team. Oh, okay, Liga as, a Mexican, as a Mexican team, Yeah. Uh, Chivas is, is grande, and they are the most popular, but that doesn't mean that in any given tournament, they can totally suck and totally fail. Yeah, I mean, they've proven that. (laughs) They've proven that time and time again. Yeah, they're they're a team that has, you know, for a supposed big team, they miss on Liguilla too often. 
you know. They're, they're part of the they're relegation more, drama. They're like part of the relegation. That, that's that's yeah. unacceptable too. US, US is like a, the most popular mid-table team, I'll say. Fans, fans expect this. And the reality is <laughs> that fans yeah, get this. It's really like you guys were talking about the globalization of Liga MX. In this tournament, Liga MX is sort of really blown up in the U.S., especially New York and, and well, in the U.S. overall, because New York fans are seeing who Chivas really is. They're seeing them play in their own city. And supposedly, like, one of the best, the, the, the Grandes from Mexico comes over and yeah, barely beats New York. And so they're thinking, well, yeah, I mean, well the, Mexico sucks. Well, no, it's a Chivas hype train, you know. They, they are a very overhyped team. So they, they they are expecting that team is gonna come and 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 they have for 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 the most part at least uh, been able to play attractive football, but then they what they got to see was the complete opposite. So yeah, that was that was definitely understandable. You see, but what does that say about New York Red Bulls? <laughs> that if Chivas is playing, because you know, Chivas was defensive, and they were gonna be def- and that's fine. I get that, but. Aside from that, uh, yeah. they, they were neither team went out there terrible. looking good. Yeah, they were absolutely <laughs> terrible. They could not keep. I mean, they were they were they were giving the ball to to, to New York Red Bulls like four or five times, you know, just outside their attacking third, and Red Bulls did yeah. not. Both sets of fans should have just walked away with their head hanging. Yeah, exactly. Did not in any way capitalize on any of that. I mean, I was thinking, man, if Chivas is playing this bad and these guys can't take advantage, what does that say about you? I mean, it, 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 it really, it really was. It, it was, I mean, it, it was and, and, I, and I would say this. I would say this if, if the roles were reversed. I mean, I'm not trying to bash MLS sides at all. It's just that for a team that was playing as poorly as Chivas was, you know, uh, philosophy or tactics or whatever, whatever, whatever their tactics, they, they may have uh, executed them, but just barely because the, the entire match they were. Hit. I mean, they finally have a chance to seal it, right? They have they have a two on one breakaway, and the guy decides to take a shot from 30 yards. I mean, they were just—it was just poor decision making the entire night for Chivas. It was—it it was ugly. I mean, I don't think any Chivas fan watching that game, you know, even after they survived, you know, even after they—they—they they, they didn't get the result they needed in advance. I mean, like, 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 I mean, they—they they played as poor a match as they played all year. It was, and and the one that played Guadalajara really wasn't that much better either. I mean, but they you know were what just, this is though, right, John? They're just setting. Are they setting them up? Are they? Are they laying Rope the trap? Dope. Someone lay, lay the about it on big soccer. Oh, yeah. really? Rope-a-dope. Rope-a-dope. <laughs> they're, just, they're just pretending to be knocked out right now, man. They're pretending <laughs> to be overrun. Okay, I see, I see. So they're going to they 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 pounce on them at the end of the Exactly. They're going to come out with Toronto. Toronto's going to be thinking, yeah, we got this, man. We, we took out the two. We took out the biggest team in Mexico and the most successful team in recent time in Mexico. I'm like, we got these. We got these guys. And then they're going to come out swinging, dude. Nobody even expected it, and they're just going to take them out. And which 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 one of the uh, of the Chivarmanos, excuse me, theory is uh, is or is it, or is this, or is, it, or is this the prevailing thought? Is, is has, has this has this virus infected it's, all no, all, no. all Chivarmanos? No, this is just something that that uh, a vision I've just had. Oh, okay. I just started thinking. I was like, you know what? This is a pretty good team, and they didn't look nearly that bad when they played in Jalisco. I'm like, so they're not that bad, as bad as they played um, in New York. Well, but um, I mean, and that's the point, though. You're right. I mean, they they were 
they were really overrun. I just that's what like something was a bit of a miss though, because like I'm like, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Chivas one of the most well conditioned teams in Mexico? I mean, so they would be able to keep up with the intensity of the game. Well, the thing um, that I noticed uh, more than anything was anytime there was a like a one on one battle for for the ball, you know, when they were going hombro hombro, the Chivas players hardly ever won it. I mean, they were. They they were they were discarded like someone you know shucking. Well, I think the Red Bulls were were coming in a little bit more. Um, they were coming in no matter what, later or or before, and I think that some of the Chivas players were backing off. Yeah, as a, as a, when I was playing in my youth, um, as a Mexican sized type of person, I would hate those huge gringo centrales, man. It, it's just like. Unless you're playing a, a tiki-taka type of a good style type of play, huge physical center backs, man, they can they can stop your game really fast, and it's depressing. You got to use it against them, man. Yeah. Is 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 so that one of the big tenets of jujitsu? Yeah, is exactly. To use your opponent's strength against them. Yeah. So you got to use technique, skill instead of trying to. Uh, do these uh, corner kicks. And... Pizarro has to harness his inner uh, Cuauhtémoc. He's got to harness something because, I mean, the boy's got a golden opportunity to make the World Cup, and he has not He has not delivered. I mean, I know that we have a lot of uh, Pizarro fans that are on the show that listen to the show, but in these two games, I mean, in this last game, I mean, I, I didn't even – the only time I noticed him playing is when he had that, that ridiculous – oh, I can't believe I just did that look on his face because he, he had just – it was terribly – or just uh, inadvertently – Dispossessed himself. Did you see it his was, comments uh, about Osorio? That he doesn't. He doesn't feel he's been getting the the proper yeah, the chance with the national team. <clears throat> yeah. So he he's been complaining a little bit, which I don't know how that'll affect his chance. Well, someone, uh, someone like you, Beto, that, that that's got to be uh, raising some red flags, right, about his character. Yeah. So I, mean, I think it's worse. I think it's bad for him. It it raises. It raises red flags for me, for sure. I can handle things. I'm smart. <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. Sir, I mean, sir, I mean, you just, I mean, you know, when someone asks you that question, you know, as a, as a, and, and you know, honesty is a good thing, but I mean, the, you, you can be honest and say things in a way that just don't sound unfortunate. So, you know, you know, the, you know, the, the prophet, you know, had us in a formation that uh that didn't take advantage you know however you say it you know just you know don't say hey man we were playing this thing and no one could do anything and i was i could do what i wanted to do but everyone else sucked too so it's no big deal it's like, stupid just just take it on the chin just say you didn't you didn't you didn't um yeah i i, I didn't adapt to what 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 wanted me to do and uh and because of because of such i did not i did not have my best game i'm looking forward to my next opportunity there's there's just something that's to be said like when you just like accept your 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 your, your failure for the, for that in that moment and just like look man i didn't i didn't get the job done I'll try harder next time if there is a next time. Hopefully there is a next time. Just, you know, be humble about it and take it, but to just throw it on the coach. Because what's his excuse now? He's playing the position he wants, and he's not exactly um, – I mean, they eked by, but he's not exactly, uh, you know, throwing him over his shoulders. Like, don't worry, guys. I got this. It's not exactly that. Man, I used to have an apology on here, and I don't have it anymore. It's unfortunate. No, you're right. It's uh, he's had his opportunity. You know, Chivas. I, you know, and you know, to 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 the uh, the the random posters credit Dan, who uh, who mentioned that about 
you know, Chivas is for you know the, they're the the Almeida forty chess of of playing possum right now. I want to say it was a uh, Don uh, Bopero. Really? Three thousand, yes. It uh, it, it frankly, uh, I mean, in in, in in I mean, let's let's be honest. Raise the hands, you know. But when when Chivas played Tigres, <laughs> who on earth thought that, that that Chivas would be up two zero in the first half of that game? That's a good point. No one, so, no one saw that. Yeah. So yeah, and 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 Almeida, uh, back to what we were talking about before. I mean, I, he's he is a tournament guy, and 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 if I were Mexico, I would take a long hard look at at Almeida. Just because of that fact, that he knows how to get results in tournaments. Because, you know, Mexico, like the U.S., are country. Yes, you need to, to, to do all that stuff, but but you you want to get you want to get as far as you can. In well, the well, you're 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 giving a bit too much credit there. Um, I, I think... Joel, how many how many trophies has Almeida won since uh, since he's been there? Like five, but. But How many trophies talking, did the previous like fifteen guys before? But you know, know after Chepo won a title, we have to we have to keep in mind uh, the majority of those were, you know, not to take credit for them, but they were like two Copa MX where not all the best teams play. Some of the other teams just send in their true, their bench. But, but, but once then, they get to the advanced rounds, what 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 teams show up to play those tournaments? When when they beat when they beat Leon, when when in a great game, mind you, when they beat Leon, was that the Chivas A team going up going up against Leon's A team? Yeah, I don't I don't remember, but That's, I mean the answer to that is yeah. It's like you know straight off, and then you had that one off cup that they play like the Supercopa. So that's been the bulk. But if you look you look at his results in league. So, so if you look at the league as qualifiers and Liga as a tournament, he's missed out on a lot of. I think it's been three now. Liguillas that he he has missed out on, and then when he okay, when he Cole, got to play I when he did you. play when he played Liguilla, he got eliminated twice in the first round. Okay. The only time they made it far was the when they won the tournament. Right. So I mean, I, I do think Copa MX has made him look way better, Coach. Co- Copa MX, because he was able to get to three finals, and and then he played that one-off cup, uh, cup, which was a uh, Copa de Campeones or something like that. Me, me voy a subir al, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna jump be the first to jump on the, okay. uh, on the on Almeida for for 2018. Okay. Ship. <laughs> Because I mean, remember, remember, there's because because like ten teams from Concacaf are going to qualify for the World Cups right now. If Mexico doesn't make that, pues para qué están jugando? No, I know, but I I would still put Liga MX Liguilla. To me, the the Liga MX Liguilla, I'll, I'll still see it as a stronger tournament than Concacaf or Copa MX. But 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 he still managed to to to, to get through one. Yeah, one out of. And he's Four. won two Copa Mekis, and, and 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 if he wins, then if he wins the Conca Champions, then he'll win the Conca Champions. He wins, and then he goes to. Well, uh, keep in mind, Joel. I mean, you're knocking him for some of the tournaments, some of the ligas that he didn't make. You know, had he, I mean, had his team not played that terribly during the regular season, and they made the playoffs, they could have won. Just saying. <laughs> 
No, actually, you know what? Just thinking about his success as uh, in these cup tournaments makes me think that you know, if if maybe he wouldn't be such, maybe he wouldn't be the world's worst uh, pick to for Mexico. Yeah, but what big teams did he did he knock out? He didn't really knock out any big teams. Joel, who 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 in their right mind that's coaching outside of Mexico would ever consider coming to Mexico? The way that they treat coaches. I mean, who 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 were they going to get? I mean, but I think I think that Mexico, and I think that was a big reason why Osorio has stayed on for so long. You know, at least they got rid of that other part of one bad tournament and you're out. So, you know, they he had that really bad tournament, the the Chile, the Boda Roja, and uh, he's still going to the World Cup. So I think at least. He managed to right some wrongs as far as like they're not well, just yeah, going to. What I'm saying is that they're not going to. I mean, that's the whole point is that there's, you know, I mean, they're, they're going to make the World Cup. So they have, I don't know if the Confed Cut's going to happen anymore. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure about that. But they'll have a Copa America for sure, you know, and, and then a couple of Gold Cups. So, I mean, they have, they, they have, I mean, that's what they should be concentrating on. How are they the league, the CONCACAF league. Right. Oh, 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 good Lord, of course. How could I have forgotten yes. about the, the CONCACAF League? <laughs> yes, indeed. Exactly. The Conca- yeah, so they have – so, yeah, it's uh, – I mean, who, who else are they going to get? Are, are they going to bring in, uh, you know, a Bielsa? Is, is, you know, is, is, is Pellegrini just itching, itching to coach Mexico? Well, I mean, he, he's, he's, he's coached in Mexico. I know he's coached He's right. I see him coming back. You, you you do. Now, honestly, that would that would thrill me to no end. Don't get me wrong, but, yeah, I, but I, just, I, I just I just I just don't see with with the reputation of the FMF the way it is that them attracting that kind of coach. It's just not going to happen. So they have they have to look around what they have in front of them. You know, to, to me the other if you, if you want to go the other way, then maybe take the guy from Pachuca. Or, or the Santos coach, if he keeps on his, if he keeps, if he keeps the way yeah, he's he, going. Maybe, maybe they should bring Chepo back. No, Chepo still needs Ooh. to prove himself. I I'd say. To... Thank you, sir. May I have another? That was, that was, that was bad. Give, give. He could work his way up from Liga de Ascenso, even though there's no relegation. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. You've already... You've, You've already sent him down to Liga Senso. What happened, somewhere. What happened, Joel? No, I, he, he just needs to be somewhere where he, he could do his thing for a while. He needs to do the east eastbound and down and, you know, go, you know, go down yeah. to... <laughs> go down. Yeah, get out of the out, out of the fancy gyms and go work in the, go work in the hot, sweaty one. Is, he, is that you what know what? He should come to MLS. Come to MLS, do something good, maybe, you know... Look good in the Conca beat, Champions. Beat a Mexican team in the Conca Champions. Yeah, and then come back. Because we don't really have that many. I don't think we have any coaches right now playing abroad, coaching abroad, I should say. No, there isn't. You know, Piojo was you know was was the one that was poised to have you know the best shot, but his you know once again his mouth wrote or, a check, his butt couldn't cash. And now there's like none. Yeah, I mean, and then there any time that there's a young Mexican coach. You know they give him such a short leash that the minute you know things look bad, pa fuera. 
I mean, they just did it to Rafa Puente. No, Shane. I mean, how, how is that? Go ahead, Chiquis. MJ, MJP on the chat says uh, Profe Cruz for uh, La Selección. Oh, come on, man. Profe Cruz. Why don't we have Ruben Omar Romano that they, they can compare how many, or, or Flaco Tena, they can compare how many times their their subway card has been punched by all the teams they've coached. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, but see, but his, that, his, arguments, that, his arguments, oh. he got Liguilla to, to multiple, uh, or he got Atlas to multiple Liguillas and uh, Chiapas to force and Libertadores. Atlas. <laughs> Oh, that, but yeah, but that was when they got drilled by them. They, they, they went 2-2. I remember that. They went in the Bombonera, tied 2-2 in the first leg. So you're thinking, they got this in the bag. And uh, they came back, and within like 15 minutes, it was 3 nothing already. Boca Juniors in the second leg, and they were done. So no thanks for for for, for, for profit. You know, the one that, that, would, that would fit the bill is Bucetich, but he's never going to coach the national team ever again. So... I mean, what what are their realistic How options? How dare you, John? You're going to call him out? Who? You're going to call him out on his failure? Who, Vucetich? No. Profe Cruz. I mean, you're going to call him out on his failure? What about your boy? Your boy failed. Who, Tuca? Yeah. Yeah, but Tuca's not a viable option. Tuca's going to re- – he's, he's retired in two years. So he's – he's his <laughs> Tuca's Tuka best chance to coach the World Cup was, was this one. And it should have happened. He didn't want he didn't want no, he didn't. He didn't want to deal with the the extra cancha stuff. It's, an, uh, it's an unfortunate for Tuca. But, uh, but seriously, who who is the pool of coaches? So uh, I think Almeida's one. Uh, Diego Alonso's the other for Pachuca. I think he, he's he's going to be an option if he doesn't go to Pumas, which I think Pumas is going to finally open up the checkbook. And uh, outside of those two, and then you, uh, Joel said maybe the guy from Santos. No, I mean that that guy is new. But he's, I'm just throwing his name, but whoever wins the the Liga, the Liga MX is going to be flavor of the month. Well, it's true. I mean, Mohamed was was being uh, rumored quite a bit until. Yeah, he fell. He his his uh. Until he got Monterrey. I'm actually okay with uh with 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 Mohamed. I mean, seriously. I mean, Me too. I'll, I'll know, be but, but the thing with Mohamed is that. He's been having too many problems with the locker room. And then that, that's just, you, you don't want that in a coach where, you know. Is that his problem everywhere or is it just here? Is it, is, is, well, not is it twice. everywhere he's? No, no, but then he wasn't. It was just recent with Monterrey. He I just remember, you know, like the, the fans, the fans yeah. of the Azteca singing his name, dude. I mean, that, that, that was cool, man. No, he's a fan favorite, even in Huracan and Argentina and, and and in Tijuana. So he's, but I mean, the Monterrey is his latest. So I mean, you're gonna judge yeah. him more, which is more recent work. Well, is Chile, uh, really a grande? Is that what you guys are asking? <laughs> over macho, over macho grande? <laughs> no. I, I tweeted Rigo and he appeared. He woke up from his slumber. <laughs> He said uh-huh. his name three times. Rigo Joel was trashing, <laughs> trashing your boy Pizarro. I mean, almost. I mean, it was, it was, it was epic level. It, it was. Oh uh, no, no. Oh, let me let me explain. Let me explain. It was, it was, it was just. Uh, it was rough. It was rough. No, no. no. Actually, John, John is throwing the 
hot potato at me. He's stirring the pot. He's, he's, he's projecting. John John was saying that you were calling Orbelin the top. No, Mexican. that was that was me who said that. I said that. Oh, you. Said yeah, that. I was the one who said it. <laughs> oh, you said someone whose name I don't want to say. I thought yeah, me, oh, me. Was not here. it was my name. It was my name. <laughs> Orbelin is the top. What? No, I remember before the the confetti cup, I said that that along with Jonathan Orbelin was the best at the time. The, the best Mexican midfielder. Yeah, in the world. yeah I yeah. think he was. At that I don't think there's any debate in that. Arguably, he was. Yeah. At the time. See, see, we got Rigo so mad, he, he, his, 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 his internet cut out. Poor guy. <laughs> no, 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 he was. I think, I think at the time, the was definitely one. Max. I think now. One I'm off Chivas. He's useless. He's almost as useless as Pizarro. No, no, come on, John. Come on. Come on. Dude, I, I know I know Pizarro is, is a good player, sometimes he's gonna be a great player. But in both of these legs you were there, dude. He 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 did not acquit himself well. He I was the highest that was the lines of to, to be honest, to me, Triples did an amazing job of not letting Chivas play. Like, and there would be three guys from the Red Bulls on him. The guy I and what, like, what did Pizarro try to do to those? He tried to dribble through them instead of trying to find through the them. Guy. Yeah, but it felt like for him, like nobody, like nobody was dropping down to get open. He's watching. I'm like. And yeah, it felt they, like they did not like themselves. Then it was it was a mess. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it was bad. If so, employ is the same tactics that Red Bulls did, which uh, if they want to win, I mean, but if they, it will make things easier for them, then it's a long series for Chivas because Chivas were not able to do anything. I mean, I felt it felt like it was a neutral. Is attack, and then they weren't doing more than that. But they really anything. Like nobody could, like if they strung together, like it was just too much. No, they only had they only had one in the whole ninety minutes. I think they only had like one in the second half sequence at the very beginning where they had together. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. So yeah, I guess I guess that, that's why I, I know that in New York and they did in the first game too did an outstanding job of pressure. I don't think there's any uh, question of that. But what it also did was that when they weren't pressuring them, Chivas was hearing the footsteps and there. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know how many times they, they they just gave the ball away inside their own half and it just put them in a in, in terrible situations. And but the worst part about it was that it was the Red Bulls just could not capitalize, and they had. Just gobs of opportunities, and it's like it's like if Chivas is playing this bad, and you guys can't beat them, that 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 does not make you all look <laughs> that much better. It made Red even worse. Yeah, if absolutely. If, but it also like, really to make a mistake instead of trying to score themselves. Like it was more like let's capitalize on something they do wrong. And I mean that backfire leg. In the second leg, it, 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 like they just weren't like 
they were a ton of opportunities, and they just couldn't. I mean, to me, me as a Chivas fan, like if I if I would have just gone to watch the game, I would have been extremely But we played. We, I mean, we played terrible, and we couldn't on target. Like, well, there's only there's only one shot. But I guess, like during the league, we play very well, and we don't we don't win. Take you take advantage, even though you play bad, or do you take and you play? Well, it is uh, either way, <laughs> survive in advance is what uh, yeah, like we're going with, yeah, is, is, is what you you know what that, that's I don't know how many times I've seen a team that I follow, uh, you know, be on the business end of, of a team. Of just not being able to, to, to you know beat a team, and not necessarily just playing defensively, but it's just you know kind of giving it to you, and then you're not taking advantage. It's just it's it's, it's frustrating. So, you know, Chivas fans should be, uh, I'm not gonna say relieved or thankful. They should be, hey man, you know this is a tournament. We're in the final. No one expected us to be here. And uh, now 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 Dan had, had mentioned earlier that apparently some Chivas fans were like 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 happy to be the underdog. As a Chivas fan, are you happy to be the underdog against Toronto? No, I mean, I, as a as a Chivas fan, me me personally, I'm always expecting them one to be in contention. If you're in a tournament, you need to be in contention for that title, dog. But uh, I and yeah, but 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 what has Chivas done in their history since you've been alive? Good for you, Rigo. To, to, Good for to, you. Good for you, man. To, uh, to 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 put that kind of pressure on on Chio because frankly they just haven't they haven't delivered in your since life. Been, I've, since I've been alive, I'm in Super Chivas and then the last half of the '90s, and then in the 2000s we've had 2004 final, 2006 final, Copa Libertadores, and it's been like it's been. You know, uh, throughout the whole, I think. So, if, if, if you yeah, were if you were a Chivas farmer, and 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 your product <laughs> was Chivas, it is it has not been a good twenty years to be a Chivas farmer. Is 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 what? No, I mean, it has not. Like. No, it has not. But, but so as, so as so I mean, pure, I, so pure. why have that expectation then? I mean, if if, if your expectation when they got to come in and they're gonna kick some ass and they return them and make and it's like come on, it's like it's like what have they ever done? Consistently to, to, to show you that, that, that I just think when you're when your expectation you consider yourself and when you when you consider yourself and you one of the big teams in the league you need to you got expectations you can't go into you got, you got to have big expectations you can't have you know you know you know Chivas trophies for Chivas fan it's a carbon fourteen date and you can. You can instantly tell how old a Chivas fan is. Man, dude, you're by, really enjoying this, John. It's terrible, by, uh, dude. <laughs> by, by, by how many, how many, how many championships they've they've they, they've been alive or they've they've witnessed. It's a, it's a. But you know, I shouldn't talk because every every time I do this, you know, something, you know, like like it's like it's like a curse I put on Pumas, and you know, tomorrow they'll say, you know what, all that stuff we were talking about about getting rid of relegation for the next two years, it's not going to happen. And then of course, you know, Pumas will be in hell for. You know, lucky for us, neutrals. Either way, I'm laughing. I personally believe that Chivas is in a perfect position for this game, just like they were against Tigres in the final. I think that they can. 
uh, really, really, really take advantage of, uh, of, of, of Toronto. If they can do, if they can do it early, I think they should. And if they can, if they can sneak one by even better. And, uh, you know, they, they should play like they have think... absolutely nothing to lose and they should just go out and play and not play I... this ridiculous form, the defensive formation that they do. They just need to play like they did a year ago. And then I think yeah. they have a more than decent chance of winning. I don't think Toronto is going to play Chivas the same way Red Bulls did. Which is a shame. Yeah. I, I was going to try to, you know, kind of they played America and the same way they played sit back and let them bring the game to you. You know, that's style. Um, and I think, I think it, to be honest, even though she was beat Red Bulls, I think that style suits them more. Uh, to try and neutralize Javinko the same way they neutralized in the final uh, a year ago with him. And now Tikinyak was in the, in the first leg, but I think it'll be not the. You guys there? Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, to be honest, if, if I was a betting man, I don't know. But uh, I'm going to move for Chivas. Well, I do, uh, I do think that Chivas uh, is, is, is the – is the underdog, so you know, I just accept it for you know for for, for folks that, uh, that 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 don't uh, see it that way. But but I do think that, uh, that that Toronto has vulnerability. I don't think that they're unbeatable. I think that, that that Chivas has, and and they just need they just need one guy, one guy to get hot at the right time, and uh, and then I think if that happens, then I think it's going to be very contagious for for for, for, for Chivas. I think that this is what they're this is what they've been playing for this this since. Uh, since August is, 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 is to be in this, uh, and to be in this final. So they have a is final. If he's healthy, ready, uh, warming up the other day. I don't know if he's going to play, but I saw him warming up. I think it's good that, that Sadiwa is back. Did you, did you maintain the, uh, court ordered minimum 400 feet distance between you having, and the trophies? I was, a, I was having a very hard time not jumping over and hugging him. Oh. I made that. Thank him for all the positivity he's brought. Um, but I, I, I stayed away from both of them. <laughs> you um, threw your thong at him. I, I was gonna like just throw my shirt off and just throw it. At him. I'm like, please sign this. Yeah. Hug. Jim, sign, sign your chest. Sign your pecs. Yeah. I was like boobs. <laughs> My forehead, something. I was surprised he didn't play because he was warming up. He was warming up before the game, and he looked like he looked like he was fine. But he, but but he, he only made missed. substitution, right? Like like in the ninety first minute. Yeah, I yeah. What the hell? Is, if it was. I don't think he wanted to like waste the time. time. Yeah. More time. Yeah, and, and honestly, uh, the fact that they gave uh, New York Red Bulls three minutes stoppage time, I was like, where are y'all getting three minutes? Because nothing happened. There was. At all. It was uh, 
it was a uh, no, but I mean, to be honest, like I'm a Bulls fan, they're, they're all disappointed. And I, I'm like, I thought you guys had a great tactically. They did, you know, aside from not scoring, they did everything else that they needed to do. Personally, if I was Bulls coach, I would have just said because that would have hurt Chivas more. Um, I want Chivas to sit be fixed on there was not helpful. Although they still got by. They were making all the needs look silly. Uh, um, How did our boy Salcido do? He was, he was probably the better like in, you know, Gormillo, as they say in Mexico. Um, at least he was open. This is the one that venture outside. He was like easily beat by speed. There was a by I, I, my heart. Uh, every single time the Red Bulls were getting close. All right. Do wanna before we, I don't want to get too too deep in the in, in the Chivas talk, although I know it, uh, it it does it does tend to dominate. But I do want to talk. Uh, uh, you know, last week we had uh, uh, Tom Harrison on, and it was talking about how, how Toluca was gonna you know kind of peter out. Well, they haven't petered out yet, uh, but they did have. Uh, I don't know if y'all saw it last night in the Copa Mekis final, like like the most brutal uh, auto goal. Oh, man, that was just. You know, in the 87th minute on a, on a, on a, on a rebanada, just, just right in the, just, you know, bouncing, uh, you know, at the, like the worst possible long, slow bounce, just death bounce in, 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 into the goal. Uh, it was just, it was just endless. You know, the, the poor play would never end for that guy. And then, and Necaxa with Nacho Ambarice, one of the few, uh, Mexican coaches in Liga Mekis, uh, winning, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the first, uh, trophy. Uh, the Necaxa, aside from, you know, winning promotion, that Necaxa has won since they've moved to, uh, Aguascalientes. So, so the fans got a real treat that were there last night. So they saw the first time they won anything there for, for, uh, the Arrayos. I, I was happy that they won. Yeah. Well, what do you guys think of, uh, Ángel Reina? I was hoping that uh, he's, he's been, he's been having a good, Good season. Go ahead, Dan. Away from Nikaxa's victory, but it was, it was that, the question was bringing it up. Dan? I think it was, I think it was me. That, oh, was it you, Chiki? I, I said, I said, nah, I don't. He had a chance in, in his peak era, and I'll be impressed. I was hoping that uh, <laughs> I was hoping that, uh, that, that if, if he was going to get hot, to get hot like early and often, so that he might have a chance to make the uh, to make the World Cup team. But I mean, they, they've been just on on crazy fire, and uh, so they've they've been the and of course Santos that uh, they put a they put a good whooping. Who was it that the Santos put a whooping on, Dan? I guess I guess Dan has uh, stepped away. Sorry, 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 sorry. That's all right, sorry. Who, who did Santos put a whooping on over the weekend? Was that was it? Uh, yes. Yeah, I mean yes, it was a, a thorough whooping. 
Yeah, so both those teams are in the league. Yeah, uh, they're there, and uh, there's what there's like out of the remaining sixteen teams. It wasn't any... that it, honestly though that the game was the scoreline was a bit misleading. It okay. wasn't the great. It wasn't a great performance. At least I didn't think it was. I mean, they got the job done, but I thought it was a flattering three zero. Kind of like the Mexico Iceland three zero. Yes. Like it didn't make me feel like any more comfortable going into the, the following week. I mean, happy about the three points, but um, I want to see that form the before the the international break. So, right. So they have the uh, those two teams have made have have made the postseason, so they're in. And then out of the remaining sixteen teams that are that are in, like fourteen of them have, you know, still have possibilities of of, of making the. Uh, of making the postseason it goes to show you the uh, the excitement of uh, of uh, the, the parity that Liga MX has to have you know for some of these uh, for the team a team like my Pumas that hasn't won since since mid February you know now, now over two months actually might might even be early February it was a long time ago I know it was in the dead of winter the, the, and and then there's still only two points out of, uh, of 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 getting a chance to to make the postseason so if, if they go on a on a three-game win streak, they'll be in. You know, if, if any if anybody goes on a three-game win streak that hasn't qualified, they'll be in. They're in. They they, they will make the they will, if they're like in four. If Chivas could win three in a row, and they would they would make. If Chivas goes on a three-game, yeah, they're in. Chivas is not gonna is not gonna win three games in a row, unfortunately. Right. Though, the, who they lose to was the Veracruz. Veracruz twenty 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 seconds in it was. That's right. It was uh, it was it was it was a uh, Benjamin Galindo Jr. who uh, just just had a loose a loose back pass that got intercepted. And how do you do? And uh, welcome to Liga Mekis, rookie. And they scored. And and then <laughs> they played the the, the remaining eighty nine minutes and forty seconds. Uh, yeah, it was uh, oof. No, this is uh, not a pushover, man. We, Terrible as they are, for I feel like for nine for ninety minutes we like dominated them. We... If if I'm not mistaken, not only has is, is Veracruz playing themselves out of uh, relegation, relegation, I believe that they have played themselves into the Liguilla zone. But this week, and the team was able to close back. You know, and 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 it just after admit, as a Pumas fan, it just it, there's nothing more ass chapping. Then seeing Memo Vasquez, who has been successful everywhere he's been, who is, you know, his, he, you know, he's a Puma. His dad was a Puma. They both, I mean, he has, he has, you know, his Puma in his blood and every, and then he goes to Pumas and either makes him champs or, you know, takes him to the final and then they get rid of him. It's like, it makes, it makes no sense. And, you know, he took, you know, he, he was the coach at Cruz Azul when they had the, uh, Against uh, Club America, when the, the the when Moises scored, I'm afraid I just flew myself. And uh, <laughs> so he's he he has had success, and he's had and he's and he's having this. Yeah, they're in ninth place. They are tied. Yeah, for seventh place, they they are goal differential out of being in the league right now. Yeah, it's a it's a three way tie at 18 points with Tijuana, Pachuca, and Veracruz. And so then there, there you have it. Yeah, so Puma, Pumas is at 17, so they're they're one point out from the uh, the the postseason. Guadalajara is only three points out. So again, if they, if they if they win three in a row, 
Ahí están. Yeah, but they have two, two road games and then they close against León at home. It's not very favorable. Those, they're, and then they're on the road. It's better for them to be on the road, isn't it? Yeah, but they're yeah. going up against they're going up against some teams that are like uh, they're going up against Cholos and then against Atlas and Chaflas. That, that's the also. What happened? Yeah, but Chaflas has been terrible this year. They, yeah, they, they're, they're they like beat a... us. If I'm not mistaken, they beat us last last season. They beat Chivas. So I mean. It's it's a whole classical thing. You you could be bad, but once you get to that match, you go all out. Especially a team like Atlas, that's that's where they get a bonus if they could. You know that that would be a triumph for them to to knock out or prevent Chivas from qualifying. That. Be... Yeah, but you know that every time that Atlas sets that kind of goal or motivation, <laughs> that just I mean, you're, you I, I didn't have to finish the sentence before you started laughing. <laughs> I mean, it's Atlas. I thought it was very interesting that that, that 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 Tom Marshall said that Atlas was becoming like the the hipster team to to root for. Well, they must be Smiths fans because they're just they're just I mean they're, just, they're constantly depressed watching Atlas. Morrissey would be a Smiths would be an Atlas fan, I think. Just if he if he just wants to just you know you know you know just just pull his eyes out watching a team that's the team for you. Are, are, you, are you too happy in your life? Do you need some misery? Have I got the team for you? Atlas. Yeah, that, that's probably what keeps Cruz Azul fans from, you know, going overboard. Speaking of have you have you still... Uh, are, you, are you still firm on your positions? Yes. On, the, on, the, on the M? Okay. Right, yes, so I am. You, haven't, no, haven't, no you, haven't, you haven't thought about it? Uh, anymore. Now we do have we do have a new correspondent who who joined us uh, earlier this week. Uh, uh, after after uh, the Tuesday night, he uh, has also uh, given us his thoughts. El América es una mierda. So we're, we're covered. <laughs> yes, we are covered on all. I'm all so bases. excited that we're now have that as a soundbite. See, <laughs> normally I would play something like that, but if it's an Americanista that says it, that, that kind of all bets are off, right? Yeah, you know, you have to. Yeah. I mean that whole that whole soundbite is amazing. <laughs> that's the referee one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. So I mean I, I mean I feel like I mean I mean that's why that's why I have this one because you know it's what uh, you just oh, said. that one. This one. Primero que nada hay que felicitar a Chivas porque ganaron bien. La neta, hay que dejarnos de tonterías. You know, she's very respectful. Very respectful at the very beginning, no? She's another americanista. I, I love americanista angst. On these things, that, ref- that referee one is top notch. It is. It is pretty good. It is. <laughs> it is. Uh, it is definitely with something. We have. We have some great ones. We have. We have uh, Gonzalo. Yeah, Gonzalo. <laughs> so we have. Gonzalo. We have. <coughs> we have. We have our our, our favorite Puma kid. <laughs> So you know we 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 are covered. We we have covered all bases. See, Dan, you better hope that you don't have a, like a famous Santos fan do something awful in no, a, you, in, a, in, a, in a big game. We got to we got to add the New York Red Bull fan TV one. That guy, that oh, guy had yeah, some Metro good fan? points. Yeah, Met, Metro fan. <laughs> I, I I have I have yet to hear that one. That that was a good one. Yeah. 
that that is one that I it, it probably it Russell Chivas fans, but it was it was pretty funny. So so Arch Bell was on with us earlier, and uh, he uh, we, we we talked a little Spain. He he got to spend some time in Spain when he was when he was younger, and he uh, uh, actually works for a couple of Spanish publications. And he uh, said that. Uh, that he fully expects Spain to uh, win their group in advance uh, in first place and then make it at least to the quarter, as actually said, the semifinals, uh, and in which they would probably have to play either Argentina or France in the quarterfinals to, uh, and, then, and then play the other in the semis, depending on how the draw breaks out. So if, if that's the case, does, uh, does the Spain make another – can they make another final if they if, – if they, uh, if they can get by the quarterfinals, I, I have Spain winning the whole thing. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I just think they have the best team, and they have the best team. Like line, if you go line for line, they have the best line. For so you think that they're I mean, the, deep, the back, deepest team in the tournament? Yeah. If you go if you if you look at the back line. I mean, Brazil maybe has the the, the second best back line compared to Spain. With Alba, uh, Piquet, Ramos, and Carvajal, he did say that uh, that, that Piquet and Ramos are are, are frenemies. Uh, yeah, no, they yeah. They're, so, they're they're very they're they're good friends in the national team, and then they hate each other on the okay, uh, you know, for clubs. So so they're like at, then, the, at, uh, the, at the Rocky two phase of of, of their relationship yeah. with 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 Korea. yeah, they're they're like Apollo and and uh, and Rocky. As Arch said, they haven't run on the beach yet. Is 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 is, uh, is is how he put it. So you have Spain winning the whole thing. It's really a shame yeah. Ronnie's not here because you know he he really loves himself some Rocky references. You know we all by bringing up the Rocky reference. You know it's 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 like when we used to play. Uh, we're talking about La Volpe when, when when Fernando would show up. That's right. You know, it was a miracle. Maybe we talk talk a little Rocky. Get uh, get. Uh, of course, we could also play this. For, you know, for Ronnie at the really. See, I can't play that because it, it upsets Joel because it says that it, it upsets his uh, his childhood. When when I when I play that clip, brings back bad memories. No, that's that's the um, that's the parchis. Oh, that's is that the is that the, 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 the that? Yes. No, Joel had that. The, the other one, like, Joel is the one person where he hears that song <laughs> and it makes him think about Transformers, where the rest of yes. us makes us think about. Uh, Boogie Nights. <laughs> Boogie Nights. Boogie yeah. Nights. Yeah. That's, that's from the Transformers movie when they when they kill Optimus. Really? Optimus becomes Rodimus becomes the the new leader. <laughs> so did you watch Transformers and Thundercats? Were they on at the same time? I don't remember, but I did watch both. So I think I was too old for Thundercats. I miss I missed out on the Thundercats phenomenon. Thundercats <laughs> was amazing. You just you just missed it. Thundercats was pretty dope. Now, now Arch did say Dan that uh, that he was in Spain when uh, when uh, Ronaldo had his uh, pre knee injury phenomenal season for Barcelona. Oh, oh phenomenal! Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. You know what I, you, know, you know what I heard about that injury was that because if you see pictures of him when he was really young, he was like a really thin frame. Right. And then as he got older, just very muscular. And I forgot who it was. 
dude that said it, and then they kind of like got rid of that interview, but he was saying that. Um, and then this was back when uh, Robinho was coming out, and Robinho was supposed to be Neymar, and uh, and they said he said we have to take better care of him because we didn't do it with with Ronaldo, and they they beefed him up with all these steroids. So that guy was saying that, you know, they, they gave him too many growth hormones that his ligaments couldn't sustain all that added muscle. Wow. That's, That's uh, an accusation, man. Quite. Yeah, and if you see pictures, man, it was like the transformation is like big difference. You know, I bet you that even even as as uh, you know, back to a normal human being version of himself that he is now, you know, a little little heftier. I bet you he could still just rock it <laughs> on the field. <laughs> he plays seven seven, Cascarita. Exactly. Uh, that was uh, a guy I was working with on Copa America who uh, uh, one of his first gigs, he said he got to do like a Real Madrid charity match where it was like like old, old time and an old timers game and then Pushkas was there. And Pushkas, he said, had to weigh 300 pounds. He said he was just massive. But he said but no one could take the ball away from him and he was still <laughs> kicking everyone's ass. You know, even even at, 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 as old as he was, as heavy as he was, he was, he was uh, that good. Hacia quebres con la panza. Yeah, anyway, well, besides, Puskas had a panza when he played. <laughs> Have you ever seen pictures of him in the day? He, he saw his panza going one way, and then he was... Yeah. All of a sudden, he's running the other way. That is the one player I regret not really knowing that much, like, or seeing as much footage about him. Just because, you know, just reading about him, you're thinking, man, this guy was, like, the guy for 10 years. Just a phenomenal player. Should have won a World Cup, but uh, it didn't work out for them. And we've never seen or heard from them, from the Hungarians, ever again. And they were, they and Uruguay were like the powers up up until uh, right after World War II. They were the ones uh, that came to England in a friendly and whooped them eight to three in a friendly. You know, and you know, you know how. English fans feel about their football. And, and I think that he scored a, a big chunk of those in, in, in that game. So uh, that was, uh, you know, one of his more, more famous before. And of course he was uh, with the Rabbit with, with Di Stefano and uh, the other guy whose name I can't remember. The other guy, like a, like a, a triangle was a, anyway. What does the name start with? I can't, I can't, it was, it was, it, it, it's, it, yeah. It's gonna drive me crazy. Anyway, so but yeah, they they they, they were the, the team that won the first like five Champions Leagues in a row or whatever it was. Just uh, just insane. Very. Uh, very good players. So, uh, Riga, does uh, does does Chivas? Uh, do, do they do they take the Conca Champions or are they gonna succumb to uh, Toronto and be the be the first uh, first? MLX team to lose to lose a Conca Champions final to a non Liga MX team. Wait, wait, did did Pumas lose to Saprisa? Yeah, but that was before the coin. That was in, in a different format. Oh, a different format. Jeez, Joel, you're just <laughs> coming in hard and heavy. Ouch! Sounds like yeah, yeah but that bro, was he went, right, he went right for the jugular. He did. He went right for your neck. Yeah, like he didn't know he. 
Hell, he did not hold back. <laughs> not. Well, I mean, Andrew, we just—I'm just saying—we can't have that dis- distinction, you know. We—we we could be the second one. <laughs> that was. Uh... You know, John's been dishing it out a little bit himself. So. That is true. That is true. Yeah. You know Boy. what? I—I kind of feel like we're gonna win. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Yeah. I don't know who that guy is in the podcast, but he's right. Uh, oh, Arch? Arch? No, no. The guy who said that really got out of hand fast. Oh. No, Ron Burgundy? I, I think uh, U.S. wins. What a shock. <laughs> not, because, not because I'm a Chivas fan. Just because of how things have been going for them. Like, you you go to Cibao, you can't win, or you barely win. You go you go to the Sounders, and you lose, and then you come back and, and beat the Sounders, when nobody thought you were going to win. You barely So, so now, break... now when no one really thinks you're going to win, is that that's yeah. what we, we got to write what we want. I thought, I thought they would win, the Sounders. They scraped by the Red Bulls, and now obviously, absolutely nobody gives them an opportunity, a chance to win versus Toronto, which is the same thing that happened versus Figueres. And, and, and it kind of—I feel like that gives them extra motivation. So maybe then Chivas, you guys have been laughing about us. So maybe then Chivas should 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 relish their their their, their, their underdog role status as, as underdogs, as a little as a little team that no one you know the cardiac Chivas that no one gives 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 them a chance. I don't know. I feel like they, I feel like they are. They're, I they're, got them winning too, Rigo. I feel like the times that they, they've been on their dog, they've taken advantage of that. But for a for a Mexican for a big Mexican team to, to be the underdog, the, in, to be an underdog against the supposedly inferior MLS <clears throat> retirement league, that's sort of it's sort of saying <laughs> they're from, they're from oh. Canada. They're, it's it's different. It's Canadian. It's Canadian. <laughs> no, that's that's no different. That's no different. They, Canada, they, no, no, no. They, they play, play, they play, they play, they play just like they do in Liga MX. First of all, Canadians they invented French fries with gravy and cheese, which is phenomenal. Uh, the Canadian right, Canada stu- Canada is just a name only. It's a, it's an American league. Tim Hortons, Tim Hortons is, a, is a great donut place as well. Um, hey, dude, Toronto's miel de maple is delicious, dude. Yes, yes it is. We put you put that on your on your pancakes or in your waffles. I mean, they Absolutely. have a lot of advantages in, in Canada. Bret Hart is from Canada. Um, a lot of they have a lot of great actors from Canada. I mean, there's a lot of greatness coming from Canada. We just we John, what, about the what about the Canadian League though? The Canadian Soccer League. Where's that? Well, at? I mean, you know, that's about to start, man. That's about to start. They have to hitch off the MLS. Do you know that Toronto no, has to start, aren't they? qualify through there to make to make it into the into right the champions? <laughs> they're, they're, I didn't know that. They 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 qualify through the Voyageurs Cup. It's like yeah, Central so, America. So Canada is the Central America of uh, of the north of the north. That's what Canada is. Wow. <laughs> like El Salvador. Like like Upper Honduras. Oh, so Canada's like Upper Honduras. <laughs> they're, they're like, that is they're harsh. Like, they're like yeah. Panama before Panama had their own soccer league. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's gotcha. Like, That's gotcha. Similar, yeah, because Panama sends their players to uh, Colombia. All right, so so we go national teams. <laughs> Do, do do they do they win it in the first leg or do they, or do they win it in the second leg? I think they win it in the first leg. 
Oh, like not that they just like completely like blow them out. I think they win that game and that's able to hold them. Up. They they use that game and they hold off Toronto. So they establish a beachhead early and then just uh, just uh, just hang yeah. on. Yeah. Yep. I think so, they, I think I think they're going to neutralize Javinko. The first leg is in Toronto, right? Right. Yeah. I was very close to going. Are you going to do it? No, I don't think so. It's just too expensive to go for one day. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I was going to go like on the game day and then fly back the next day, but it's just like two hundred and sixty dollars, three hundred dollars, too much for one day. It was like one hundred fifty bucks. No, nah, it's too far. Oh. So you can't drive either. No, it's like nine hours away. Nine hours? Okay. It's like yeah. driving I mean, to San Francisco. It's, it's an hour flight. It's, a, it's an hour flight, but I mean, I got to work, so it's not. I have a real job that one point she gets in the way of all this fun soccer stuff. No, that's cool. I mean, not not everybody's like a super hardcore fan. <laughs> I mean, I was only like there in what like, Dude, bro. I've never even seen the Stadio Corona, bro. <laughs> Dang. That's funny. I'm 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 only talking shit. No, I, uh, I mean, I'm still. If I can find a flight under like 200 bucks, then I'll probably do it. I've never been to Toronto. I've never been to Toronto. I've been to Niagara Falls, but not Toronto. And I was a kid when I went. I, I may be going to Detroit um, the next month, possibly. Take him to Detroit. That's you can go. That's right across. So, the, so the lake. that's what I'm saying. So I, I'm going to make it a point to go to Canada. You should. You probably buy like uh, forty-seven houses in in Detroit for like ten bucks. I'll buy a whole block. Make room to to help gentrify a neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. Take him to Detroit. No, not Detroit. No, no, please. If y'all could guess what what that's from, I would be very impressed. Very impressed. The second one. Yeah. Yeah. It's in that um, oh. Krusty the Clown. Oh no! Oh no! Here we go. We'll do it. We'll do it again. Let's see. Take him to Detroit. No! No, not Detroit! No! No, please! Anything but that! No! Nothing. <sighs> Say anything? I don't know. The Kentucky Fried Movie. Yeah. The heck? <laughs> You've never seen the Kentucky Fried? Oh my God! Seriously? Are you a fan of the of the, of the movie Airplane? Well, I can tell it's that kind of movie. Because uh, it was the same guys, but it was <laughs> it was the movie they made before Airplane. I highly recommend it. It's very. Good. I, w- I will watch just just because of Airplane, John. Oh, it's <clears throat> it's it's outstanding. It is outstanding. So, so Dan, you say Chivas wins. Yes. Rigo says Chivas wins. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume. Well, I'm not gonna assume anything. Chickies. Oh, he's gonna lose Toronto gonna, wins. I'll say Toronto, but I do agree that there is a, a good possibility, like like your reasonings and everything, that Chivas could take it. But I'll just say Toronto. All right, Joel. I don't know, John. I'm looking at my crystal ball, and it's, it's cloudy. Yeah. Do you see? Do you see Vicente in there? 
it's it's just tough, man. And we're, we're close at home. Where it sounds like it sounds like Nat King Cole, dude. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh. <laughs> Damn. It could be worse. It could be worse. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. I'm gonna be honest. Uh oh. I'm drawing a blank here. All right, well, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw all the Chivas stuff I have at you. See what. See what happens. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We have that. Let's see. I should use this more often. I like this one. We have that. So what other weather? Well, of course, we got to have uh, everyone's favorite. Yeah, Gonzalo. <laughs> and of course, we have. Chivas. Don't make me laugh. So there you go. Oh, I, 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 last, last one. Primero que nada, hay que felicitar a Chivas porque ganaron bien. So, <laughs> what do you don't have? You don't have the the last one though. You are forgetting one. Am I? Chiva contra Chiva. Oh, good God! The the, the biggest one. <laughs> well, see, actually, that's well, Joel, give us your give us your uh, give us your 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 prediction here. Now, now that you've you've, you've heard them. No, I don't. I don't have it. Still, you just it, it's still. I'm drawing a blank. Unidos y divididos. We haven't had a good Chiva contra Chiva in a while. Yeah. We, we, um... No, see, that, that's, that's persuading me to go with, with my heart, you know? Of course I want Chivas to win, but analyzing it, I can't. I'm drawing a blank. Is that, is that, why, is that why you're stalling? Because you can't find a reason they're going to win. Unbiased <laughs> journalist. It's like there's no way in hell they're gonna win this thing, but 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 no, but they, they, they can't. But you win don't wanna you don't wanna upset your Chivarmano on the line. No, who's, that's who's, who's, not who's, it. Because they do have they have players, but you don't know which ones are gonna show up. You know. As a Chivarmano, Rigo, can you accept another Chiva who says no? The other team's gonna win. <laughs> they just need a bench pulido. Yeah, they put in the boy, uh, the, the 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 guy from Santos. What was his name? Uh, Ronaldo, oh. Ronaldo, Ronaldo Cisneros. Yeah. Why don't I just play him? He, he, he can't be any worse than I what think, Pulido's done. I think. Or uh, I'd, I'd, I'd even consider playing without a striker. I think Almeida isn't a fan of him. Really? Yeah, I think I feel like he's just he he has stopped playing him completely. Now, the most important question I'm going to ask before we wrap it up: trophies, difference maker. Or real difference maker? Real difference maker. All right. Damn. The difference maker. He could he could well be. And and and, and, and if he does set the world on fire, does, does he then just vault right into the World Cup starting lineup? <laughs> and No, I don't think so. Not yet. Unfortunately. I don't think so. Okay. So, so Joel, after all this, have you, have you still, uh, have you still, are you you still wishy-washy? Are you still sitting on the fence? Don't want to upset your, 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 your Chihuahuanos around the world? No, it's not, it's not so upsetting. I generally can't, you know, 
I'm drawing a blank here. Oh, yeah. You too cannot, many recall, you cannot too recall who you think is going to win the match? No, no, it's too many variables, you know. Oh, okay, okay. I think I have something to see. My mind is a raging torrent flooded with rivulets of thought cascading into a waterfall of creative alternatives. Is that, what, is that what's going on, Hoyd? Pretty much, man. Yeah. All right. I mean, who shows up, you know? All right. Well, we'll, 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 we'll call Joel. This is a final, man. Of course they're going to show up. Undecided. Undecided. Quien sabe, man. Quien sabe. All right. So I, I do think that, uh, that, that Chivas does have a really good chance of winning this thing, especially if, if, if they can get they, – they cannot lose by more than two goals in, in the first leg. And I'm almost tempted to say that they can't lose at all in the first leg. If they end up drawing or even winning, then I think they're going to win. But if but if they lose the first leg, then I think Toronto takes it. Yeah, but see, even at home, and this is the one thing because the the stats are in favor of of in these type of tournaments. Teams that close at home have won the majority of the of the campeonatos. So so the stats are in their favor of. of you know, just that's a, a good advantage to have closing at home. But then we're looking at a team that, like, in league play, they haven't won a single game at home. I think all season long, they've only won, like, maybe two or three. The only and those, games and that those they've were won. Copa, Copa MX, huh? The only two games that they've won in 2018 have been the Conca Champions games. Oh, yeah, they didn't play. And who was, like, Cibao? Which is, like... They beat uh, Simao Sabroso of uh, Santo Domingo. <laughs> and uh, then they played Sounders. Yeah, team of like... And Red Bulls. Know. And Red Bulls. And they won all three. They won. Uh-huh. Well. Would you have stopped that, watching that... Uh, Liga MX, John, if um, Wagner Love would have made it uh, to <laughs> Liga MX? Oh. You just said Simon Not as bad as Simon Sabrosa, but man, that was painful. I could not, I could not, <laughs> I could not deal with that. But now that you bring it up, yeah, that I, just, I, 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 yeah, that was. How bad Sorry, was I? I don't remember Wagner. Really how, bad, how bad was Wagner? Love was it as bad as Simon Sabrosa? I don't remember. Wagner Love. Oh man, dude. I, I, I find him hilarious. I do too. I'm a, I'm I do too. But 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 that one and Simel Sabrosa were like I was like over the top. Yeah, he used dude. to do a, the uh, the the guy Skoko who plays for uh, for River. Uh, and again, another another brilliant move by Pumas getting rid of him. He used to play and he used to call him Skoko. He used to drive me. Crazy. <laughs> I could not deal with it. Uh, I could not deal with it. Yeah, I mean, sometimes he tries hard, you know? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can't deal with that. Can't deal with it. It's funny now, but yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was tough. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, enough time has passed. So it's going to be weird. I have to admit. I mean, this is the first time since I've lived in the states that it's not going to be on Univision. And there, I don't know if y'all been watching their uh, their 
their their programming or their or their promotion. But they're like, hey man, at halftime, come watch us. Don't watch Telemundo, which of course we want everyone to watch Telemundo because you know with our good friends at Sprint who have helped us out with uh, some things, it's they're going to be the title sponsor of the uh, of the halftime segment on uh, on Telemundo, which is where the World Cup is going to be. But it's going to be strange. It is going to be strange. Um, I'm personally um, just disappointed because I I'm, I'm not going to be able to watch it in uh, HD. At least uh, I'll have to turn over to the. English, you know, uh, no, Dan, Dan, you Dan, have get to the, the app. old school. Yeah, wait, get wait. the app. Wait, whatever you're talking about, Yo. the, tele, the Telemundo app. Oh no, man! And then, and then just play it on the TV. Yeah. No, do the okay. old school one, man. You put, you put the radio. Put the radio. The radio. Yeah. For the no, play by play on the radio, and then just watch the. Well, no, no, I don't. No, no, it's not the play by play. It's the standard definition, the, the, the picture. I know, but you put it the English, the English HD, and then. Oh, you know, okay, I got you. And, and then you know. have the Spanish. Okay. You know, I had to do that. Uh, I think it was the the Mexico France game because I can't remember who the the announcer was. I don't even see but it was a guy that, for whatever reason, just, at that time I just could not. It wasn't. It wasn't Torre. It was some other guy. I can't remember who it was. I was like, man, I cannot deal with this. And, uh, <laughs> And I uh, maybe it was I can't remember, but I put I did I, I did exactly what you did. But that was back when I just got my DVR, so I was like trying to time it so it would be you know, kind of in sync <laughs> with the uh, with the radio. And I got it where the radio was was just like a little head. I was like, All right, but that's how I figured out you know some stuff that was happening. It was uh, and that the the, the football we met up. They have like ten guys calling the game. It's kind of like the Cantina Mikey's podcast. There's like there's like ten guys. <laughs> Because <laughs> he has, you know, there's Cantor and then he has like his four analysts. You know, there's Bora and Valderrama and uh, 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 who else was there? There was uh, Sadovnik and, uh, and then he has Rosa who's, who's, who's reading. And uh, then he has the Arbitro who, you know, who, who talks about the, you know, the, the, the excitement who talks about the plays. And he had a couple of, he had a, I think Yayo was there, Yayo de la Torre and Morcillo. It's, it's, it's like a seven man booth. It's, uh, it, it's, it's tremendous. And it was fantastic. It was incredibly entertaining. It was really good. It was like, man, I need, I need to do this more often. I really enjoyed it. It was, it was a great, uh, and, I, and that's the one thing I'm looking forward to because I think Andres Canton has become, uh, he's gotten to the point where, where, where he's much more entertaining as an announcer. As far as he used to be incredibly critical. I don't think he's as critical as he was anymore. I think that he just, he just enjoys the game, the matches. He was and jaded, not, John. Pardon me? <laughs> He was yeah, well, he probably was. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we all get that. But I remember in the Olympics when he was calling the Olympics when Mexico won in 2012, he was he was outstanding. It, it was it was it was really a really a real pleasure to, to 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 listen to him call games. So that's the one thing I am looking forward to is his is him uh, calling World Cup games on TV again. Because uh, the one I remember most was uh, the the France '98 when Argentina beat. Uh, England in the round of 16, and and when well, you remember what the penalty kicks, and of course he's from Argentina, <laughs> and when they when they went to break, he came back, he couldn't speak, he lost his voice, and then Norberto Longo had to do the entire segment, and he was totally making fun of me. And asking, he's like, he's like, you know, tapping his fingers, like, oh, I can't, I can't. He's like shaking his head. It was, it was so funny. <laughs> he just didn't speak anymore. It was, I mean, he gets, he obviously got very emotional. So it was uh, great TV. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. So that that's I got to the listen one. to. Uh, I got to listen to that girl announce um, some goals on the uh, Pachuca Puebla game. So there was like fifty goals. 
this goal after goal after goal. <clears throat> that was sort of interesting. I was doing work and stuff. I wasn't watching, but I was listening to her uh, call the game. Yeah, you know Something who we need to different. get on to to help us uh, call some games is is, is our boy uh, uh, our boy Lalo. Oh yeah, Joel had the hookup, I believe, with Lalo. Estamos en veremos. Is that what he said? No, no, I haven't. I haven't reached out. We've been pretty booked, so. We have been booked, and we're so, booked again next week. Yeah, as, as y'all know, we uh, we have waiting list, man. I, I didn't think we would, but <laughs> yeah, Luis, Luis Miguel Echegaray is going to join us next week. He's going to he's going to talk Peru because we haven't had Peru in the world. It's so exciting to have Peru in the world. It's been so long to have Peru in the World Cup, uh, and they did not exit. They did not exit well when 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 the last the, when when last we saw Peru in the World Cup, they got uh, a little Boniac and, and Lato and just. Uh, pulverized them five to one and then we haven't seen or heard from them since in the world cup so it, it, it's good to uh it's good to have here here here's lalo okay here we go let's see balón quítate la chingada solo contra el defensa se lo quita bien pinche fácil la cuchareago the best one is conejo perez conejo perez with the uh, block on the real madrid game that was the best one. Oh, he just comes out and says, Conejo Perez. <laughs> he had a really good one when, uh, when, when, when Trophy scored. He had a really good one, too. Yeah, so uh, you know, say we'd, we'd, we'd lo- love to have... Uh, he's uh, to he's have, from Mexico, though, right? We'd, we'd have to convert to Mexican, or to, to Mexican, to Spanish, right? Wait, wait, I don't understand what you mean. I think he's... Uh, does he speak English? Yeah. Yeah, but nosotros hablamos español también, chiquis. It won't be a problem. No? Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. We would have to switch. But if he speaks English, it would, it would, no it would be el podcast Cantina MX. That's all we have to do. Yeah, we'd have to. Yeah, we'll have to, yeah re- or, uh, re- rebrand it. Different. Yeah, do a little new promotion type thing. Yeah, well, hopefully. Uh, I don't think we'll have, I mean, it would. It would, it would be. Uh, it would definitely be great to uh, to have him on. As well, maybe we should get. Who was the guy that uh, was trash in America last night? Is is, is that someone uh, particular that we that we know about, or is that just uh, is, is that like a referee guy, or is that uh, somebody else? Yeah, I think he's he's one of the referee guys. I think I've seen him before. He's one of their rotation, or you know, one of their guys that that comment. Okay. Oh, I think I I just got into the to the. Uh, Oh, this. Oh, this is the. Ronaldo se la pone con moñito a Lucas Vázquez para que se haga famoso. ¿Para dónde el conejo Pérez? Ah, no es Bufón. Carvajal agarra la pelota, manda el centro. Chilenita y gol. Yeah, that was good. Is Conejo Pérez going to uh, going going to make make the uh, make the World Cup for for for, for, the, for the fifth time? Him and Rafa Marquez should. Uh, I don't see how with with how bad Rafa has been playing. I, I just I, I cannot imagine. I cannot imagine how on earth that Rafa even makes the team. 
Vaya. Oh, here we go, here. This, 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 pinche pasezón de pizarro de tres dedos, Chofi, sombrerito, quítate, pinche güero. Brinca, Just a true artist, a true artist. <laughs> he really is, man. Those yeah, are some great, really, great yeah. calls, man. Man, I mean, I should play this whole Fantastic. one just full. I mean, this is just, I mean, you, you, you can't get better than this. See. Pinche pasezón de pizarro de tres dedos, Chofi, sombrerito, quítate, pinche güero. Brinca, Váyanse a la verga todos los que critican a Chofis, hijos de... <laughs> so, right there, I mean, th th that should be, that should be just, you know, standard Chofi Chaser mem, well, you know, whatever it is, whatever, whatever, however it is that, that you defend Chofis, that that should be in your arsenal. I mean, it should, it should be for, 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 for the Chofi Chasers. I was thinking, like, play-by-play -play guys should be like, this is what you need to aspire to, dude. Absolutely. Now, I've always wondered, you know, why they don't have, like, an, like an R-rated version of of calling the game. I know in Fox Soccer, I used to, every once in a while, um, would like to tune into, they'd replay some matches and, and have uh, opposing fans call the oh, game. Yeah. Uh -huh. That's fun. Like match fear or whatever it was, like the, the, like for like twenty minutes they, and then had like one fan from each from each side, right? Yeah, and they're both like narrating the game together. It's um, makes for it's 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 entertaining. It is entertaining. At least well, I the, found the close the closest rated R you have is Martinoli and Campos and all those fools. Yeah, but those guys get mean. They get personal and mean. I think I think there's a fine line there. I think that you can be irreverent, you know. I have to. I mean, I don't want to toot our own horn, but I think we can get very irreverent about about stuff, and we might talk about teams as a whole, and we play clips and this and that. But I don't think we ever get like 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 mean and personal about specifically about players. At least I know I I try not to. I, I'm I'm hoping that you guys feel the same way. I just don't think that that's there's there's any room for that for 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 any of the stuff that we do. They do that then. I I don't, I don't listen to them too much. Oh, I mean, I mean that's that's the reason why Piojo uh, smacked them on the head. Because I mean, he was getting mean. He was getting personal. He was getting mean and personal with Piojo's family. Oh yeah. Now I guess I guess with the whole uh, the, the Mexico when they were failing with Chep, uh, well not with Chepo, but on the national team, he got really uh, he railed into him pretty good too. He did. Oh, that was when the U.S. Uh, uh, bailed him out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he—it's amazing how how he how he had changed his tune when the uh, when the World Cup came around and Mexico had a good World Cup. But that's that's what happens. No matter how you get there, what's the what, what's the line from uh, from El Rey? No hay que llegar primero, pero hay que saber llegar. Yeah. And that's what Chivas did, and that's why that's why three out of four. Cantina and right, podcast are just saying that Chivas is going to win the, the Coca Champions. Like you got Primero. You know, this is kind of like, uh, I, I would hope that the Chivas players approach this like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Chiellini? Where they were, um, was it with, when Juventus played, uh, Tottenham? Oh, yeah, Tottenham. That's how they have to approach the game. It's like, you know, we're going to win because we're Chivas. No because sooner or later, they're going to make a mistake. 
It's yeah, and we're gonna and we're gonna we're gonna take our chance. That's got to be the way they have to approach it. And I think it's I think they gotta. I don't think that the the differences are that wide. I think um, you know the you, people are just going to be are are people that think that are are only looking at the last game that they played. Sure. And um, that's just not. Um, I mean, that's not really fair, to be honest. I, I don't think, you know, Chivas is not that bad. Well, as Juan said, I mean, I mean, the the vast majority of of Chivas players that elevated <laughs> them to their championship last year are all in, are all in a slump. I mean, I mean, not one of them has had a good season at all. And but all it takes is for is for one of them to get going, and then it'll get all the rest of them going, and they can, you know, they can feed off of that. You know, is 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 is, is anyone for Chivas going to stay? If somebody finally steps up, I think Chivas does have a really good chance. But if but if, if they keep trying to do the whole, I'm going to take on four guys because I don't think anyone else on my team has a chance to help me out. Just, it, nothing's going to happen. They're they're going to they will lose. So. That's a, a good a good spot for us to wrap it up here on the on the Cantina and Make His podcast. Uh, as always, it's been a a pleasure to uh, be on with you guys. And uh, do want to thank Arch Bell for joining us earlier on the show, uh, in the first uh, portion of the show. If you uh, just uh, joining us, you can uh, listen to uh, once we get it up and running on the uh, podcast center and catch uh, Arch Bell talking about uh, about Conca Champions, also about uh, Spain and Group B. Uh, Arch saying that the Spain and Portugal will probably go through, but he wouldn't be surprised if either Iran or Morocco are able to uh, get uh, get through into the round of 16. And then uh, did say that Spain is uh, looking like a, a semifinalist. So we do appreciate Arch coming on. Do appreciate y'all listening. Uh, Jikis, thanks uh, very much for hopping on. Yeah, no problem. I'd just like to say adios to Buffon. If he decides to, uh, I guess his Champions League career is over. Man, what a great, what a great career that guy's had. You know, he's, uh, just, just, just been involved in just some heartbreaking losses over the past, uh, you know, two or three years, you know, and, and then for them not to be in the World Cup and then when, and for us not to get a chance to see him play in the World Cup is just, just really sucks. And, uh, just what a, what a, what a, what a great, uh, what a great, and for a year, I mean, this is, you know, for, you know, 18 years, he's been, he's been Italy's, uh, number one guy and, 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 and showing no signs of slowing down. But yeah, it looks like it's finally the end of the road for him. And I am still amazed that Jared Borghetti froze him in 2002. How many guys in the world can say I froze Buffon when I scored against him? That it's going to be cool. Crazy. It's going to be cool watching that goal. Win when the World Cup comes around again, because you know they'll show it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, we're going to be compiling our own list of uh, of top uh, World Cup goals here in the Cantina Mekis podcast. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure that that one will make the list because it, uh, it's just a, just an outstanding, outstanding goal. Totally out of the blue. I was in Kerrville, Texas in a hotel at the Hampton Inn. It was like at about 6.30 in the morning, whatever it was. Just I was getting ready for work because we had a convention there, and I just totally just, just started – could not believe just started screaming. <laughs> I forgot where I was. Again, you know, the walls are a little thin, but yeah, it was just it was nuts. Absolutely nuts. Crazy goal. 
you know, I know you asked us about uh, about the goals, and I'm not, you know, that 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 good with the the history. Well, of the just, brain doesn't doesn't, doesn't, doesn't tend to. Just give me your favorites. Jim. You don't have to give me. You know, just, you know, oh, it's not even favorite. I was just thinking of like really just ultimate golazos and, and like the Jared Borghetti one is the one that came to mind, and then like the only other one that pops into my head is the Maxi goal. Ouch! So the yeah. ying, the yin and the yang of uh, yeah, of, of, of 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 goal. Of goals and, and the and the immediate aftermath of of emotions. Yeah, wow, it's weird, right? Yeah, that is that is that is crazy. I yeah, that one I remember I was with my buddy Ruben, uh, uh, the doc, and when it came off his chest, uh, I said I said I remember we both looked at each other like we like, you know we we both yeah, shared an expletive because we knew what was going to happen, and sure enough, it just yeah rocketed right in. It's like. Ugh. Like like the minute like the minute it came off his foot, you knew it was going in. And then hearing him say it over and over again, or hearing that the or reading the quote over again, like yeah, he's like, I'll I'll never be able to do that. That was like a whatever. It's like yeah. whatever, dude. Once in a lifetime yeah. shot. Go after yourself, man. <laughs> and then you know, Piojo had to coach him at, at Atletico after that for for a couple of years. And they, they always joked around and said, "What are you gonna?" So are you gonna because all you have you better believe I'm gonna put him through some extra stuff in the in the practice. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. All right, well Dan, thank you very much for joining us. Fun as always. And I uh, wanna thank uh, Rigo Ayala for hopping on and Joel Aceves, of course, for coming on and hoping to hear from uh from our profe and uh and Ronda Luna who unfortunately uh, were not able to make it tonight. But we're happy that you guys were able to join us here on the Cantina Mekis podcast. Uh, thanks very much for listening. We will be on again next week. We'll be uh, talking uh, the first leg of Conca Champions and uh, Liga Mekis and, of course, anything else that pops up in the world of soccer. So we do thank you all for joining us. For Arch Bell, who joined us earlier, Joel Aceves, Albert Campa, Rigo Ayala, and Daniel Preciado. My name is John Jagu, and thank you for joining us. We'll talk to you again next week.